listening to Ron and Fez's 2014. The funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. The year Ron and Fez came to Raw Dog and comedy upped its game. Never in the history of years has there been a year this funny. In a time that brought us Ebola. Fox News alert now. The Ebola emergency here in America. The killer virus. Spreading much faster than efforts to contain it. Civil unrest across the country. The police officers sprayed uh, or threw tear gas uh, into the crowd. And unspeakable horrors like another Transformers movie. The Gotham's out there all alone. What? You can't help him. I have to, Jesse. He came back for us. The Ron and Fez show salutes those who made us laugh at those things. XM Raw Dog Comedy Hits 99 and Ron and Fez proudly present a look at the past 365 days of comedy with 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. Happy New Year, everybody. It's the year-end wrap-up. And you ever notice how, like, New Year's Eve parties, they kind of start, like, a little slow? Like, you don't want to be the first person oh, sure. at a New Year's Eve party. You're like, there's balloons up. What are we, babies? Uh, here, Chris and I both in black tie. And um, Fez Watley in a beautiful ball gown as we wrap up the year in comedy 2014, the funniest year ever. Ever. Fez, I know you're a big New Year's Eve person. Yes, I am. Thrilled to be in the ball gown, thrilled to watch the ball drop. Um, normally it's balls drop, but in this case, <laughs> the single. Uh, Fezzy, let's go, uh, you know, we're going to go through this, and it's going to be about the funniest specials of the year, the funniest comedian of the year, the funniest books of the year, viral videos of the year. Chris, what other categories are we going through? We're going the comedian who's going to break out in 2015. This one I don't know, because how would I know? That's looking into the future. You've talked to tons of comedians I've, that are going to be on the show today. I've been on the horn. I've mm. been in person with a recorder. I've been talking to a, every comedian, and I'm, gonna, I'm getting their take on who's going to break out in 2015. That's a great idea. It's very um, exciting. No one ever does that in radio. What's the next radio show that's going to break <laughs> out? Uh, Fez Watley, you are also going to take a look at the timeline. So we'll go back over the year and see what happened in comedy. But Fez, which one are you looking most forward to? Um, I'm looking most forward to the comedy specials. See, we're going to start with that, so you won't have to look that far forward. But I'm kind of interested in the viral videos. They're fun. And I've gone through I've gone through every viral video for mm -hmm. the last year. I've picked out the ten that are the ones you have to are watch. Are they again. all kitten based? No, they're not. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a spoiler alert. Maybe spoiler even, alert. Maybe even a teaser. Teaser alert. It's light on the animals. Land, <laughs> viral animal light is the way I went. I'm looking forward to the comedian of the year, to be totally honest. Well, all these you'll be able to vote for. Go over to the interabang.com. That's the ibang.com to vote on these. Uh, let's take a look at the specials 
of the year. 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. Uh, let me just go over some of these specials. Tom Segura, Chelsea Peretti, Bill Burr, Artie Lang, Kurt Metzger, Jim Jeffries, David Tell, Hannibal Burris, Patton Oswald, and Jim Gaffigan. Now, I want to point something out to you guys. I think it's also in our best interest to try to get these lists down a little bit before we let people vote, because I don't think you want the winner to have 7%. There's a reason why we have a two-party system in this country of ours. So a majority could vote on something. If we didn't, you'd probably have 2% to be able to, you know, if we just left it open, hey, anybody can run, (laughs) probably 2% would do okay. We got to dilute this thing, or this thing's been diluted. It's been diluted. Uh, As you go through this, uh, Tom Segura... Completely normal. I know you were a big uh, fan of that one, Chris. I loved, I loved it. I saw it before he uh, even came on the show. I loved this special. Even before he came on the show. Uh, Chelsea Peretti, one of the greats. She's one of those people who has leapt out there where the fact that like, your mom starts to know who Chelsea Peretti is. Uh, Bill Burr. I'm sorry that you've you feel that way. Came out at the end of the year, so it's going to mean a little more. But I also like what he did shooting this thing in black and white. And one of the reasons is when I was a kid, I loved the movie Lenny. Right? Yeah. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, I remember Lenny. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me a little bit of seeing comedy in black and white. Uh, Artie Lang stench of failure. Uh, obviously it did great and he came out just as Artie was, you know, that controversial figure, Kurt Metzger, white precious. There's a lot of people who think that Kurt Metzger is going to be a giant in this business. Jim Jeffries bear, David tell road work. I love this one because it, it looks like a comics life. Um, he got out of the theater, went back into the clubs, and then used that GoPro. So uh, it was so, so smart. It was so funny. I watched it a few times when he's at when he's at that one spot where he's just drinking boat drinks. It's so hysterical. I, road work was just great. Um, Hannibal Barris live from Chicago. No comedian is more infamous this year than Hannibal Barris. Patton Oswalt uh, tragedy plus uh, comedy equals time, and Jim Gaffigan obsessed. These are the two kind of the two kind of comics that are so solid and so consistent for so long that people stop even bringing their name up. It's just an expected... I think these guys and Brian Regan, people just accept to be brilliant. We're going to let you vote. Go over into the com now. Sign up and vote. But for you, Chris Stanley... What is your pick in the specials? I've seen all of them, actually. I've seen every single one well, of the specials. Well, you should. That's your job. Even before they came here, Chris? Even before they came here. <laughs> but my favorite, by far, is Mr. David Tell's Road Work. 
because it kind of like innovated in a way. And it innovated while going retro. It took it back to like an 80s feel. But then because of the camera work, you felt a little more like you're in a comedy club instead of sitting in the back of some theater. And I don't know if I love anyone more than Dave Attell. I've loved, I've loved him since high school. Yeah. I loved him from since Skanks for the Memories into Insomniac. And the road work, watching road work brought back all this love I have for David Tell. Uh, Shelby Lynn, who are you picking as your special of the year? I'd, I'd say Tom Segura. It was just like very ev- funny. Every bit, like he just starts off in this like weird delivery, and I just like hang on every word because I know the punchline is just going to be so bizarre. So th- you loved every moment of his. Every, every is really funny. And by the way, if we gave a an award out to the funniest story anyone <laughs> has told on the show this year, uh, it would have went to Tom Segura. When he called us about that trip to Pittsburgh, it was the funniest damn story I ever heard in my life. It was brilliant. Brilliantly told. And quite frankly, I don't even care how much of it is true. Fez Watley... Where are you going with this? I am throwing my vote with Bill Burr. I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm. So many topical things and just, I don't know if anyone else can do comedy about tragedy like sweatshops and stuff like that and have you rolling thinking about it. So he's the only person that could do comedy about tragedy. Well, um, I like it because it's an insult to all of us here on the show. <laughs> but <laughs> that wasn't what I meant. And uh, everyone else, um, you know. Quite frankly, I got to tell you, uh, every one of you guys um, has locked in a good one. But there's no one up here that isn't strong. There's nobody up here that isn't strong. So that's the specials of the year. And head on over to the interabang.com. The interabang.com. We actually should have done something on the funny stories that were told on the show this year. Because Segura would be up there. But... I also have to say, Jim Florentine's shopping special with Dice and Jim Norton was the funniest shit ever. Um, Jay Moore's story about ghosts at the comedy club was a great one. And Soder talking about drinking at the airport after his flight landed. That is one of the funniest stories I've heard. In a long, long time. But also, you know, to go back to, you're talking about an alcoholic when you do that. And no one can talk about tragedy and comedy except for Bill Burr. But, he's got it. You know, a clumsy attempt out of it, Dan Soder talking about his own alcoholism, drinking after the flight landed. Congratulations, Dan. You almost. Your clumsy, buck-teeth-and-elbow attempt to pull off a Burr special. It is 2014. Basically, it's the wrap-up of 2014 and into 2015. A lot of people do a year in review. We're doing years in review as well as a healthy look to the future. 
2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. Uh, this, of course, is the year that we came in. We're actually one year anniversary ourselves coming to Raw Dog. We came in the Raw Dog like January 5th or 6th, whatever, last year. And for the uh, in the last year, we have had a hundred and 75 different comedians as guests on our show. We've done 25 hours, I believe, or 24 hours, maybe 23 hours of Unmasked, as well as, uh, unfortunately, doing eulogies to some of the biggest comedians of all time. Um, we lost some big comics this year. And we ended up staying on the air most of the night talking to their friends about the legacy of some of those comics. We're talking about Joan Rivers, Robin Williams, David Brenner. Uh, we did an entire show about the great comedy of Otto and George. Uh, bizarre to think that when we started last year, that we would end up losing those kind of comedians this year. So many. It's every time it happened, it, it just it was even more shocking than the last. It was terrible. But when you're at something like that, you know what I mean, and that type of tragedy happens in your life, and it's a tragedy not just to their family, like most deaths are, but to the national consciousness. And you know, you have to call on in a time like that. Bill Burr, the only person who's ever been able to do comedy about tragedy. He's the master. Um, I think we know who won Comedian of the Year. Why are we even playing with this? No, it's still fun to play. I remember a quarter after nine, nine eleven. He just started coming up with the funniest material. He was killing it. It was like, look at that. He actually said this. Look at that first plane. <laughs> I saw that on his MySpace because Twitter wasn't even around yet. <laughs> MySpace was around in 9-11? Yeah. I didn't look at it then. I still haven't looked at it. Is it good? Uh, it's gone down in usage. Yeah. You know what? I'm wrong. It wasn't. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> you were a liar. I, I'm it's a liar. very funny to think that even then, most people didn't even have cell phones. We still weren't at like 100% cell phone. I had a beeper use. for another two years after that. Now, do you ever even run into anyone now without a cell phone? No. I think that you would think that person was crazy. I would yell at them, what are you doing? You don't have a cell phone. How do people contact you? Fezzi was the last person with a flip phone, and people would scream Amish slurs at him <laughs> in the street. Um, it's 2014, the year in review, and luckily for us, it turned out to be the funniest year of all time. 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. Before this, do you know what was considered the funniest year since the beginning of time? No. You really don't know? None of you guys? No. 745. It was just 745 was the year. Why? And uh, I think it was the beginning. Uh, they did a bit where a uh, a clown beat a mime to death and everybody just it was you know 
It was a thrill. I mean, now it would mean nothing to see that because no. it's been done so many times. Oh, also, the bubonic plague was in full effect in 1745. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's good. Well, a lot of people did not do material about that at that time. Crazy. You know why? Why? No Bill Burr. If, the only person that can really do that tragedy. If Bill Burr was some sort of time traveler. He would have killed back then. If Bill Burr was some kind of time traveler, there'd be a lot more redheads. That's what I say. Now, let's move on. You can go over to the com and vote for this. Let's take a look at the funniest books of 2014. 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. What is the criteria that you look for in a funny book? It has to make me LOL, like literally LOL. Like I'm reading it and like, <laughs> like it gets the laugh. Do, do they have like a computer uh, thing for chuckle? No, they don't. It's, it's you got to laugh out loud or go ha 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 ha. H-A-H-A-H-A. I think I've read all of these books. Um, I think but one. But one I have not. I think that one was put up with us from our own Shelby Lynn, so he'll help us out with this. But Food, A Story of Love, Jim Gaffigan, Yes, Please, Amy Poehler, Diary of a Mad Diva, Joan Rivers, The Filthy Truth, Andrew Dice Clay, Revolution, Russell Brand, How to Succeed in Business Without... Really Crying, Carol Liefer, The Todd Glass Situation, Science for Her, Megan Amram. So anyway, John Cleese. And then finally, I must say, my life as a humble comedy legend, Marty Short. A pretty good list of comedians. Not a great list of authors, but pretty good list of comedians. Uh, Chris, are you a comedy book person? I've read com- I read comedy books. Not as much as regular books, but I've, I've read a few of these books, yes. Mm. And I like them. And the ones that make me LOL, that's all right. That's a good comedy book. Shelby, do you read a lot of comedy books? It's the only books I read. Is that true? Yeah. Enough drama. Not fiction. You're the only one that ever goes to that small section in the bookstore <laughs> that just says humor. It's always... Uh, this goes to show you how screwed up people are. The self-help version goes on forever because people are fucked up. <laughs> then the true crime section goes on forever. And then normally there's like a half a column of humor... And it's everything. When you go to that little humor section, you'll see Hunter Thompson, but then also like comic strip books. Joke you know books. I mean? Yeah, just riddles. Gag books that are still left around. And you're like, folks, ladies, gentlemen, please, I implore you, find a little humor in your life. Uh, Shelby, I'm going to let you go first this time. What book do you pick as your own? My favorite book is... Todd Glass, the Todd Glass situation, because I've heard him talk about, like, a lot of the things in the book, but he was doing it with, like, other people. Like, I've, 
so I wanted to see how he approached them, just him focused like on paper without, because I know like part of his shtick, he gets kind of scattered, so it's interesting to see just like the real thoughts he had on all What was the best part of that book for you? Personal, uh, probably the, the sad stuff. Like uh, there's a lot of funny, but like for such a positive person to hear him share about like the race, the anti-Semitism he faced along with the... Uh, homophobia and just like a lot of problems we had with learning disabilities to see how he came out of that to be such a successful comedian was really interesting to me i thought uh for me any of the philly stuff was my absolute favorite and i unlike other people wasn't surprised by the anti-semitism because i you know philadelphia and its suburbs makes sense it's the secret that's not a secret the racism of Philadelphia and its suburbs. Because I know you're not a book guy. Yeah. But I did four unmasked on some of the people who wrote these books. Uh, so you at least have heard about these books. Right. So, Never and I, read. I hate to give you a vote on this, but I feel <laughs> I have to just on what you've heard about. Which book is your favorite? Uh, based on what you said, I'm going with The Filthy Truth by Andrew Dice Clay. Shocker! Didn't know that. What did you like about that? Uh, just so much I did not know about the Dice Man that came out in The Unmask and is obviously in this book. So many stories from his life and putting his character together. I gotta tell you the truth. They're not all... All the stories that you're talking about are not in the book. Um... I know some people think that's what Unmasked is. Hey, just take the book and read it out loud. But that conversation went into a lot of different places. But Dice was pretty forthcoming in the book. And one of the things that we didn't talk about in Unmasked, and I wouldn't do this because I'm a gentleman, but it is in the book, is his affair with Terry Hatcher, which I feel like I should say just this. Well played, sir. Well played. Uh, you can go over and vote on all of these. And this one is a tough call, just like the specials, the books. Uh, Food, A Love Story by Jim Gaffigan. Uh, yes, Please by Amy Poehler, which, by the way, is she's adorable. And this is almost a self-help book. Uh, Diary of a Mad Diva by Joan Rivers. Really Really an edgy book. Filthy Truth by Andrew Dice Clay. Fez is correct. He is pretty open about everything in this book. Revolution by Russell Brand. Uh, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Crying by Carol Liefer. Carol gets into a lot of Seinfeld stuff in this book um, because she was she's Elaine. Elaine was based on her. The character of Elaine, uh, where George is Larry David, Elaine is Carol Leifer. The Todd Glass situation, and I'm going to agree with Shelby. It's funny, but there's heartbreaking parts of the book. The, the part of the book where he's having a heart attack and can't say to anyone, please make sure my boyfriend's there. He has to use code. It, it actually, to me, that kind of stuff is so 
so important to when people talk about civil rights stuff. You know, the fact that before any, anyone's talking about it, you like Todd as a person, you go along with his struggle, and then when he just happens to be gay, because I don't think our sexuality is the defining moment for any of us, whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, whatever you happen to be. But when you hear that, you end up seeing that thing as an individual. I think that's one of the places that Todd really does a lot of good for whatever cause people end up bringing up whether the equality cause because when you see people as an individual it's much easier and much easier to relate to than when you're going like you see somebody as just oh he's from delaware you know what i mean yeah you just see him as that one guy and you're like yeah of course call your boyfriend buddy what's the big deal call your boyfriend pal you love one come on um they should know Science for her. And uh, so anyway, John Cleese. And I must say, uh, my life as a humble comedy legend. Marty Short. Chris Stanley, I'm going to go over to you now. My favorite book, easily Revolution by Russell Brand. Great book. Just the tear it all down and just pointing out that what's so terrible in this world and just the... Rick, the the evils of the rich. I, I like reading it. I was like, loving it as I was going through it. He was in a Burr world. He was so far out there. He was in Burr territory. Up to this point, the only person who's able been able to talk about you know tragedy and injustice. Uh, Brand did a great job with that. But I'm going to tell you guys, if you want it just for laughs, the Joan Rivers book was so damn funny and so damn cruel and i know people say oh it's just comedy get over it <laughs> but i can't think of a better you may want to read the book for this the relief you get that your name is not in this book <laughs> joan rivers went out punching and I got to tell you, I love that woman, and I'm always going to love her. And the fact that she went out just swinging as hard as she did uh, was phenomenal. I think she went out as the funniest, edgiest comic working today. Uh Absolutely brilliant. Well, when Fez says that it's tough to bring comedy to tragedy... Sometimes Joan will bring tragedy to comedy. Take a... And sometimes even tragedy to more tragedy. So she's going off in directions <laughs> that other people don't. It is the year wrap-up 2014. Perhaps the funniest year of all years. 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. Uh, and there you have it. I mean, if we didn't have that imaging, you wouldn't know it for not. Uh, Chris Stanley? Yes. You know you can go vote on all these over on the Interrobank. Okay. Now, by the way, you guys made calls 
uh, on who your favorites would be. Does anybody feel like they've picked a favorite with the masses, or do you feel like it's just out there, it could go anywhere? Oh, I think anyone could take 2014, the year in comedy, uh, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. But, I mean, even the stuff that we picked out here, the books and the specials, does anybody feel like they've got the definitive, it's not even, you know... Difficult to pull off because when when Chris said to me, "Oh, this isn't even close for me to make this pick," it would have been real close. Like there's like three or four I would have chucked out, but across the board there was some really strong things in there this year. I know for us specials, I I think I I have the winner at Dave Attell, and even though there's a lot of great specials out this year, I think that I think my Attell pick is the strong one. It's a damn good one. Uh, Fez, you took Bill Burr. Yeah, I feel very strongly about that one. And Shelby, you took? I took Tom Segura. I like Shelby because he goes West Coast on everybody. He grew up West Coast, and he's showing you East Coast media elites that you don't own everything. West Coast, best coast. I always say that. Well... Sooner than you think, my friend. Sooner than you think. 2014, now 2015. If there was ever a time living in the future, it's now. I mean, let's let's think about this. When 2001 came out, right? Yeah. Nobody pictured 2015. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Arthur C. Clarke wasn't going, what could happen in 2015? There's going to be space babies out there in 2001. Giant monoliths. Did you ever read any of the other books in that series? He like wrote a couple more, like three more. I didn't have time for that. Good, don't. It, it gets real weird. You don't ever have to tell me not to read something. You're already 80% sure before it even starts. Uh, Hicks, now let's get into your time of the year. We're going to take it away from people actually doing actual comedy and taking it to a new kind of comedy that didn't even exist years ago, and that's the viral videos of 2014. Viral videos of 2014 that are totally worth watching again. I was paralyzed. Oh, I was paralyzed. I was just paralyzed. I can't tell you how many pages of videos, how many things I've watched over and over again to boil this down to the 10 viral videos you have that are worth watching again. Can I just guess? Sure, go right. Was ahead. it two pages of videos? No. <laughs> all right, let me no. let, let me have a second guess. Okay, get all right. three pages of videos. I, no, it's a lot. Not at all. That's not a lot at all. For me, it would be a lot. I went through hundreds of videos, all hundreds, right. if not thousands. All these are up on the Interabang, and do you have links that work for all them? Yes, they, I yeah. know. <laughs> A lot of times when you go back to look at viral videos, you find out someone yanked them. Uh, it happens all the time. But, yes, it, it happened to me when I was looking for stuff. But I went and found alternate links there. All these links will be up on the Interabang so you can watch and re-enjoy these viral videos. They're all watchable on one page. Head on over to the Interabang and vote for this. And, Chris, what is the name of this piece, the viral videos? Worth watching again. Okay. Let's go through some of them. Okay. Uh do you remember this man 
the man caught sleeping at a Yankees game. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. Now, didn't he also try to sue? He tried to sue ESPN, John Cruck, and Dan Schulman, who were commenting on the t- at the time as he was passed out. He wanted $10 million for snoozing at a Yankees game. I'll tell you what, we'll give you $3 million and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I talked him down out of seven fucking million. I'm like a hero. And the like uh, the the lawsuit he put out was misspelled. It was bad grammar. The guy's yeah, he's sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> but this this guy was on the cover of the Post, the New York Post. He made the cover. It was so goddamn funny, dude. Well, I have seen people sleeping at concerts, at ball games, at everything. I don't know if I've showed up anywhere that somebody wasn't passed out before. The beautiful thing about his New York Post exclusive was he wanted a photo in the Post to prove that he wasn't the fat person that ESPN called him, which they didn't, if you if you watch the video again. But he wanted to show what great shape he was in. Yeah, that was another fail for this man. Well, I didn't see that, but uh, so that one's up. Uh, basically... Napping guy at ESPN. What else you got, Chris? Next up is the Maui mayoral candidate that got tasered. Oh, I love that dude. Uh, the guy goes by the name Bo Hawks. He's got my vote also. <laughs> Bo Hawks is the man. And the fact that a grown man is running from another grown man is just hysterical to me. And the beautiful venue of Matt Maui. Like, I don't even think that you should be in a high school and you're running from another man, no matter what he has. Stand and fight, or at least take your... There he is. There he just fucking running. Turn it up. Come on, cop! You can't do this, dude! Running down well. You can't do this! Please! <laughs> He, his muscles lock up, and he just face plants into the street. But his last words before he gets tased is, I'm going to get tased. He just screams that out to no one in particular. Who's going to help you, dude? You're running from the goddamn cops. Also, update, he did not become mayor of Maui. That's shocking to me. The guy who shot him with the taser did. Uh, Next up on the viral videos of 2014. This is a classic that we all loved. This was Girl Shovel Fight. I'm going to disagree that I loved it because it was a little too violent. I have a nephew who says that got too adventurous for me. Um, I think it's funny because she's running, but you do have women hitting each other with a shovel. Let's start it over and let's get some audio up on it because it's. Here's two things that can't happen when you're the bully. You can't see something and yell, oh shit, and turn around and run. You gotta stay bully. And three, when you do take the shovel to the back of the head, you can't. That's the part I was looking for, the big cry. You can't do that at the end of it. Uh, a little too violent for me to to stay in as humor. 
Uh, dark humor, yeah, but I can't stand to see women being so cruel to each other. Uh, the next one, of course, was the gathering of the juggalos. Uh, the Gathering of Juggalos is so popular. It's getting even more and more popular every year. But this video was the one that stole the whole gathering of... Just some guy getting his belly rubbed. <laughs> Just humongously obese man. He's a big dude, but the thing is, <laughs> it doesn't feel good to get your belly rubbed no matter who you are. Uh, after this one, and again, I wouldn't have put this one on. Uh, weak head smokes dabs for the first time. You'll always see a guy with a weak head trying to pull his shit together online. This guy, yeah, this, well, this, cause A, it was dabs, and B, it was just so, his freak out was so extreme. I thought best freak out, drug wise, of 2014. Also, impressive. <laughs> you call me Sub Zero because I'm freezing niggas. I was paralyzed. Oh, ah! say something in his defense yeah i've been stuck in time before and it sucks he touched time also um and you got the what's in your energy drink it's satan just a crazy woman yeah losing her own shit she was a late entry she made it man you got a lot of these so oh yeah top 10 of all the entire year what's next for you Next is the drunk San Francisco tour guide. Oh, I loved her. On her last day of work. She turns on Chinatown. Here she is telling Chinatown really what she actually thinks of them. All these people walking down the street every day, I can't even get home at night. Fuck your preschools and your little preschoolers making all that noise at 6 in the morning when I was trying to live here. Fuck your salons. Fuck your little herb gardens. Fuck your little seafood fucking markets with your turtles and your frogs inside, okay? Okay, when you come to America, you got to assimilate them. Last day at work, and it came off that way, uh, you also had uh, the apparently kid who gave the interview that everybody else picked up on. Then you have as a viral video and a funny one, I'm shocked with this, what it's like to walk down the streets as a woman. Well, yeah, this is one of the biggest videos of the entire year. It blew up on the internet. And then it also spawned a million other videos like, uh, what's it like to be a Jewish guy walking down the street? Oi! What's it like to be an Irish guy? What's it like to be a man walking down the street? What's it like to be a Jets fan? It was like patient zero for the giant viral video explosion. Yeah, but those ones should have been the parodies. They kind of should have been the funny ones that we focused on. Um, and then finally, when did Brazil fans steal assault on the media? Biggest video about World Cup. Do you honestly think so? Yeah. Without 100%. The flags are waving, and even though it's been a few hours since Brazil 
check the game. The party is still going on here. Now Brazil beat out Chile 3-2. I love that kid. Now, fucker right in the pussy got so big <laughs> that the FSU quarterback was suspended half a game for yelling it out. It's the best. The guy created his own meme. It's got to make the best viral videos. All right, let's go back over this. Everybody pick out their favorite napping man at a Yankees game. Uh, the Maui male candidate gets tased. The girls' shovel fight. Uh, the gathering of the juggalos. This must have been what Rome was like. Weakhead smokes dab. What's in your monster drink? Satan. The apparently kid gives the greatest interview ever. And I also was calling him Little Davy Mac for a while. Drunk San Francisco tour guide does not like Chinatown. What is like to walk the streets as a woman? And did Brazil fans steal assault on the media? I'm going to go around the table here. Let's start with Shelby Lynn. Shelby, what was your favorite? Shovel Girl, by far. That that just stands out in my mind. Every aspect of it was just the perfect viral video. I'm shocked that a little misogynistic person <laughs> would like to see that. Uh, Fez, what about for you? Uh, napping Man sues ESPN, uh, Major League Baseball, and John Cruck for $10 million. The guy asleep at the Yankees game. Just all the follow-up that went with the video was hysterical. Now, let me let me just say, don't you feel like that's cheating? We're talking about the viral video of the year, not the aftermath. It's like, you the can't really look at that. And the only thing that works is Cruck and those guys are busting his balls for being asleep. <laughs> Again, I've seen guys sleeping everywhere. I've never been to a ball game. I didn't see somebody drunk and passed out. That's why the people around him aren't like, oh, my God, take a look at this. They're used to it. It's just the man taking a nap. Yeah. You will see people <laughs> passed out at every football game, hockey game. People get a little drunk and want to sn snooze a little bit. Chris Stanley, what about feel? I got six words for you. Mm -hmm. Fuck her right in the pussy. And mine is easy for me, and that is the Chinatown video. <laughs> Somebody who is going through a neighborhood and laying in everybody who lives in that neighborhood. And the fact, and this is what I really admire, the crowd loved her. The racism that was being displayed on the top of that bus was appreciated by the audience. And she was rocking a bottle of liquor, which was even cooler. Best best last day ever. Well, I would do it. I'd have that last day. I'd have to burn down the shit house uh, on the job. It wouldn't matter to me. It is the Ron and Fez show. And this is the year that Ron and Fez came to Raw Dog. And it also just happens to be the funniest year in history. 2014, the year Ron and Fez came to Raw Dog, and comedy upped its game. 
Never in the history of years has there been a year this funny. In a time that brought us Ebola. Fox News alert now. The Ebola emergency here in America. The killer virus. Spreading much faster than efforts to contain it. Civil unrest across the country. The police officers sprayed or uh, threw tear gas uh, into the crowd. And unspeakable horrors like another Transformers movie. What happens is that alone. What? You can't help him. I have to, Jesse. He came back for us. The Ron and Faye show salutes those who made us laugh at those things. Serious XM Raw Dog Comedy Hits 99 and Ron and Fez proudly present a look at the past 365 days of comedy with 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. It's the Ron and Fez Show going over some of the best of the years. We've already picked out a viral video of the year. Fez picked guys sleeping at the ball game, and I thought for sure that was Davey Mack at the Super Bowl. What was the camera that caught him? That was the 360 degree camera that they had. They took to take like the you know the ultimate wide angle shot. Yeah, and then you were, were able to zoom in and find him. And that's the Super Bowl, and he's passed out. Uh. So many uh, great comedy things happened this year. We've already been through the specials. And uh, what's next for us, Chris? Albums. Albums of the year. Now, albums are back in a big, big way. And I'm going to go to young Shelby Lynn on this one. Shelby, the album and the special, do you, do you have a problem when they get released as both? I do because a lot of the stuff they release on the special is visual. I agree. Like I agree. Chelsea Peretti, great special, but there's no way it could be done as an album because she does a thing where she like parodies the weird cuts they do to the audience members laughing. So and like that's like half the special. So you there's no way it could be put on an album. I always like somebody who does an album just as an album. Uh, Cheech and Chung, where it was basically studio material. Albert Brooks, where he did very little stand-up and would work different things just from an audio point of view, and I always thought it was fantastic. Uh, Chris, what are your albums of the year? Albums of the year. Sarah Silverman, We Are Miracles. It was also a special, right? Yes, that was all, yeah. That was your last special as well. Just write that down here. Make that mark. Mm-hmm. Mark that. Mark of the Beast. Big J. Okerson, the crowd work sections, what's your fucking deal? Now, here's what I love about this. This was the year of the crowd work albums to come out. Todd Berry also did one. But... This was always throwaway material that you wouldn't want to do if there was someone for the industry. In the past, you know, if Jim McCauley from The Tonight Show came and he saw you doing crowd work, he would be like, no, that thank you, but, you know, this is TV. If anybody from any of the record companies, you wouldn't do crowd work in front of them because obviously you don't make a crowd work album. Now we do. 
It's here. It's arrived. Chris Gethard, my comedy album. Very funny guy. Mark Norman, still got it. Love the Mark Norman. Love his voice as well. Cameron Esposito, same sex symbol. She seems to be the girl on the rise right now. Yeah, she's hot fire. She's got the heat. Tommy Jonigan, stand-up comedy three. This I like because I remember Jonigan said to me, he never even went back and listened to the set. He just said to them, I think you captured a good set there. Go ahead and put it out. I like the balls of that. And then Jonigan left and threw some food on some people. Do you know it's a long time since Jonigan's been to the East Coast? I was thinking about that recently. Why don't you reach out to him? I am. I am. Maybe he'll be part of uh, saying who's the comedian who's going to break out. I've just called it comedian instead of comedian. Because you know I, why, right? Why? You're not getting enough rest. <laughs> That's what's something I want you to commit to in 2015. I can guarantee a commitment to sleep in 2015. That can be your, what, is it, what do we call the New Year's vows? The resolutions. Yeah, that's it. That's your New Year's resolution. Uh, Fez, what's your New Year's resolution? I get laid. Uh, <laughs> blunt? <laughs> Not anything you expect to hear from a middle-aged woman? But, okay. Um, you know, it's that, and we, we have to respect it. Shelby, what about for you? I'm looking at... New Get job? really jacked, really What's... fitness. I'm 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 looking to totally redo that part of my life. I'm uh, sick of being the the little the shrimpy skinny guy. Well, I'm sure you'll be a big strong stud. And mine, and I don't know if I'll reach it, but you know what I say? What's a... Jump for the stars, and maybe you'll land on the roof. I just have th- kill three coworkers. Uh-huh. I don't even care if I only end up killing one. Now, this have to be could be other people, right? The, hey, whatever floor. helps you sleep well tonight. All right, see. you go and believe it. I, that's, that's part of my resolution: try to sleep well. What do we, uh, let's get back into okay. what we're doing excuse here, Chris? Right. Joe, excuse me. He said, <laughs> excuse me. I just got into something else. Start from the top. All right, Sarah Silverman. We are miracles. Big J Ogerson, The crowd work sessions. What's your fucking deal? Chris Gethard's my comedy album. Mark Norman still got it. Cameron Esposito, same sex symbol. Tommy Jonigan, stand up comedy three, and then Joe Mandy, bitch face. Nick Thune, folk hero, Mike Vecchione, muscle confusion, and Weird Al Yankovic's mandatory fun. I'm going to start this with Fez. Fez, what do you pick? Weird Al Yankovic, mandatory fun. When he did the uh, eight songs in eight days, I was looking forward to a different parody every single day. But that's not the album. That's the hype around the album again. Do you ever sit down and listen to the album? No, I don't. Have you ever listened to the album? No. Is it listenable? Would anyone sit down and listen to those parody songs? That's the big question. Chris, who are you taking? I'm taking my dog, Big J. Okerson, the crowd work sessions. What's your fucking deal? Is that based on the fact that you're friends with him? No, it's not. I listen to What's Your Fucking Deal, and I laugh my balls off. Obviously, you don't have the, you know, the comfortability comfortability that a Shelby has with him. You have your own awkward I, comfortability. I text with him. Mm. We have a text relationship. And he's like, hey, let's get high and go see a movie. And I'm like, it's Tuesday. I'm working. I wish he would invite you to the ball game. Shelby, what do you got? 
Chris Gethard's My Comedy album. Big, big Chris Gethard fan. What is it about that album? That he touches on, like, really tragic things that you probably wouldn't That's Bill wanna... Burr territory, my friend. Yeah. That you probably wouldn't, like, want to share with people, not just, like, goofy things. And he takes a risk knowing, like, it might not be his audience familiar with those things. And, like, it just slays the whole way through. Here's the thing, though. I don't think if it's a risk if you also enjoy making people uncomfortable. But his stuff, a lot of his stuff, if it wasn't funny, would be absolutely heartbreaking. <laughs> And then I, I admire him so much, though, of his collection of weirdos. I'm going to take one out here, and I think I'm going to shock the world with this. Okay. My pick for album of the year, and personally the guy that I think is going to break out big, Mike Vecchione. Mike Vecchione comes to comedy from a place that you've never seen before, a conservative, comfortable place. And I don't mean conservative in the Archie Bunker sense of the word. Yes, it's easy to be funny from that place and, you know, like shocking and, hey, I'm a, I'm a good guy. I'm talking about he comes of it from a responsible conservative <laughs> point of view. And every single time that guy opens up his mouth, he slays me. I love the album. Uh, Mike Vecchione... Wish him all the best with it. We got to take a break here, but this is going to keep going on. Chris, what are some of the other places we're going to be going with this? Uh, we're going to be talking about web series, podcasts, uh, social media. We're going to be talking about the Comedian of the Year's coming up. And, of course, the comedians that are going to break in 2015, and that will be told to us from working comedians now. It is the Ron and Fez Show, and this is... 2014, the year Ron and Fez came to Raw Dog, and comedy upped its game. Never in the history of years has there been a year this funny. In a time that brought us Ebola. Fox News alert now. The Ebola emergency here in America. The killer virus. It's spreading much faster than efforts to contain it. Civil unrest across the country. The police officers sprayed uh, or threw tear gas uh, into the crowd. And unspeakable horrors like another Transformers movie. How come this is out there all alone? What? You can't help them. I have to, Jesse. Came back for us. The Ron and Fez show salutes those who made us laugh at those things. Serious XM Raw Dog Comedy Hits 99 and Ron and Fez proudly present a look at the past 365 days of comedy with 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. We'll be right back. Listening to Ron and Fez's 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. Well, we need 
you hear the string bands walking down Broad Street, you can only think one thing. It must be New Year's in Philadelphia. And Fez, the brigades have been out today. The fancy divisions. Oh, wait. We're doing something completely different, aren't we? It's Ron and Fez here on Raw Dog celebrating the year in comedy. And that is, of course... 2014, the funniest year in all the years since the beginning of time. Is that the official name for this? That is the official name. That's a kind of a noxious name for it. Uh, but we've been uh, kicking our way through some superlatives. If you want to go over to the interabang.com, you get your chance to vote. For some of this, some of the stuff Fez is into very much. Other stuff Fez, you don't even follow. But this I know you love because it has to do with your television. It's the funniest comedies on TV. When I named my company Washington Redskins, it was out of deep appreciation for your team and your people. Well, we don't feel very respected. In the early hours of this morning, a bachelorette party bus flipped over the Pines Bridge and landed on top of a booze cruise carrying a separate bachelorette party. We're going to win even if I have to go into the auditorium and personally jerk off every guy in the audience. That's a lot of jerking. The best TV comedies of 2014. Well, you heard some of them there. The best TV comedies of 2014. Now, this was a big year for me because this was the year that I got a color TV. And I can tell you that each one of these shows are in color and it's explosive. I implore you to join me in the color revolution. Here are the best comedy shows of 2014. The funniest year of all years since the beginning of time. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Big, big show. Comedy Bang Bang. David Tells Comedy Underground. The Pete Holmes Show. Key and Peel. Inside Amy Schumer. Silicon Valley. Review. And South Park. Man, we had a lot of big picks this year. It's been an incredibly strong year for uh, TV comedies, um, but I didn't. I was the, the biggest surprise out of all of them for me was South Park coming back in season eighteen and being having possibly the strongest season they've ever had in the eighteen years, and that's not an exaggeration. Has that really been on TV for eighteen years? Eighteen. It's eighteen seasons. Wow, uh, it's ridiculous. And there's it's 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 gotten better, which doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. They've gotten maybe it be- hasn't happened. <laughs> no, it has. I swear <laughs> oh, okay. to God, it has. And they've and in this season they did something they never did before was actually have continuity between episodes. All right, let me just ask you a quick question. Yeah. Is this in color? Yes. It's then in I'll color. be watching it on my new TV. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Yes, it's in color. It's in crisp cartoon color. My TV is also a flat screen, which I ended up screaming. Uh, the delivery person for it, yelling, where's the rest of my TV? But apparently it's all right there. So this is your first flat screen TV as well? I guess all the tubes are flat. That's all I can figure out. Fez Watley, you heard the list. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite TV uh, show? 
Uh, my favorite, I'm going with Silicon Valley. Mm. That's a shocker and a very hip move by our own Fez <laughs> Watley. Well, you know me, I'm a techie. I'm all about the tech. And for a show to be able to come out there and be about websites and algorithms and still be hysterical. Not one thing on it about websites and algorithms, but that's still great. I think you, if, you're, if you're there with that thing, I think you like Big Bang Theory. I'll have to check that out. I hadn't yeah. watched that. They're also, nerds. It's on in color. Yeah, they're nerds. Stupid nerds don't know how to do shit. Yeah, they watch. Com they read comic books like nerds. God, what weirdos! They like Star Wars. Let's get them. Let's go over to Shelby Lynn, little Shelbs, who does have to be in bed by nine o'clock every night, but still is ready to pick out the best comedy show of the year. By the way, Fez, I do agree with you that fucking Silicon Valley is a scream. And this year, uh, there were a couple episodes that. Were some of the best things I've seen on TV in a long time. But what about for you, uh, Shelby? For me, the best comedy of the year was Review, starring Andy Daly. Because it's about a guy who, like, he reviews life experiences, and you'd think, okay, they just do some dumb ones, like, each episode. But like South Park, it also has continuity. And just to see his, like, life fall apart as the season goes on has been, like, hysterical. I think the way you guys talk about these shows, but then you're so funny yourself, I think it makes me want to see it all the more. Right. I'm going to give it out to, I think is the best stand-up show I've ever seen in my life, David Tell's Comedy Underground. David Tell's Comedy Underground comes in number one for me. Um, but all these things are very, very strong. And, you know, if you really do miss the old school rat-a-tat joke, 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 sitcom three cameras, which they say that Louie and the, and the office somewhat killed, there is a show on called The McCarthy's that is just bam, 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 bam. And that Laurie Metcalf is the funniest thing that's ever been on two feet. She may be the best comedy actor uh, of her generation. It's a really funny show, but it's real old school in the way it's just about the jokes and shit like that. So look into that one. It is 2014, the funniest of all the years since the beginning of time. Fez Watley, what is the next category Go and hit, hit it there on the Magic Box Machine. Oddball Comedy and Curiosity Festival 2014. It's the greatest comedy show ever. Tim Heidecker called me on the phone the other day and said, guess what, we haven't been on the road for 10 years. And I said, wow! The best comedy tours of 2014. The best comedy tours of 2014. You can go over to the iBang and vote on this. Here are the nominees. Dave Chappelle. Nothing was talked about more than his tour. And nine sold-out shows at Radio City. Just amazing. The Oddball Tour, some of the biggest names in comedy, changed every night. But people like Louis C.K., Sarah Silverman, Aziz Hannibal, Amy Schumer... And more Hannibal Burris's uh, tour that he did. 
Tig Nataro's tour and the Tim and Eric tour. Let me go over here to my comedy nerd first. Shelby Lynn, you're the guy who turned the world on the review. What was your favorite tour of the year? Dave Chappelle's big comeback tour had to be the tour of the year since it culminated in nine sold-out shows at Radio City. There's no way that anybody else could do that. It, it's amazing. And then he, had, he comes back from being, like, booed off the stage almost from being heckled with his old show references to do that. It just shows what a great... Well, I think what was great about is. that tour is that he was adding weird shit to it every night. Like, it wasn't just straight stand-up. He'd, you know, bring out Kanye. Yeah, he had hip-hop acts bands, And then he was doing nights where he would give out presents to the crowd, and he was saying goodnight to them. It was 5,000 people, and he would be standing outside. He just did a lot of different things than just straight stand-up. I thought it was pretty great. Fez, what about for you? I'm going with Hannibal Burris' Comedy Camasado Tour. First of all, I love the name, Comedy Camasado, where that means attack at night. And I believe it was on that tour this year where the Cosby uh, comments got brought up. So uh, probably the most important comedy tour of 2014. You know, I love that joke that you did, Fez. I loved it first when Gurian locked it in. Uh, Chris Stanley, what do you pick? No offense to Mr. Chappelle. No offense to Mr. Burris. But... (laughs) Uh, Offense taken, my friend. Well, that's not my. That's not what I wanted to do. It's the oddball oddball comedy tour presented by Funnier. It's almost cheating. That's the tour. That's the. Tour. I mean, it was murderers row every single night, and it dominated the entire country. It went all over the place. The oddball comedy tour is the tour of the year. It's that whole Lollapalooza thing where, of course, that's got to be it because there's so many different. But I'm going to jump out and go in a different direction here. I think Tig's tour. I think to go out as a stand-up comic, just doing stand-up and get the kind of heat that she had in that tour, uh, proved that she's really in the pocket, not only with her own audience, but a mainstream audience. Uh, You guys get the chance to go over and vote. It's Comedy Tours 2014, the funniest year in the years since the beginning of time. Now, you can go over to the com. Chris, did you look up in the air because you thought maybe I missed uh, of all the... Yes. Well, you were right. <laughs> it's 2014, the funniest years of all the years since the beginning of time. Fucking Chris Stanley did a... a your master's voice at me where he just went over to the speaker and tilted his head to the left. Something's not right here. Yeah. Sit, Chris Stanley, sit. Okay. Good centaur. I'm a, I'm a boy. I'm enjoying this stuff, Fez. It's one after the other. We're tying up 2014. And I'll tell you, since we started doing this, you get the feeling that, yes, this has been an amazing year of comedy. You know, we first called it that title. You know, we were goofing around with it a little bit. But now it may fit. It feels like a giant, it's like a world of comedy. It's just, comedy is just dominate everything in everyone's life. You just really didn't need to do that, Chris. Everything was going along fine. And that you brought up these weird superlatives of like a stoner would just yell that stuff out. And you were just like, what if we're, what if our whole universe 
is in the pocket of a giant right now. Yeah. What do we do if a spider crawls in said pocket? I mean, that's how nutty you got. Fez, what is the next list of nominees? One of my favorite things about coming back home in Chicago, I get to hang with my niece and my nephew. They're six and eight, or they were six and eight when this joke was written. Many of you might not know this, but Seth Rogen has a writing and directing partner named Evan Goldberg. What does this other guy look like that you're the face of the operation? This stuff out there way more valuable than oil that we could be fighting for. Like ink? I'm sorry, how much is oil? Like $5 a gallon? How much is ink? Like $48 a cartridge? The comedians who went mainstream in 2014. Now, when we came up with this, what exactly are we looking for? These are the comedians who really exploded into the social consciousness of the country during 2014. So for this to work, it has to be non-comedy fans know who you are. Just like in the way of, let's say, your mom doesn't follow the NFL, but she knows who Johnny Football is. And she probably knows at least one of the Mannings. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, there's Dunkin' Donuts Manning. So would you say that any of these people would be known to family members who do not follow comedy? And, Fez, I'm going to ask you first, who would that friend and family member probably know? They would know Pete Davidson. From, really? That quickly? Yeah, I absolutely believe that quickly from joining Saturday Night Live, getting called up as a featured cast member in September, into the debut, and then his weekend update gigs, yeah, they would know him already. So Pete Davidson has moved into the mainstream for you. What about for you, Chris? They would know Hannibal Burris. Really? Yeah, they would know Hannibal. Uh, he's... Especially from the Bill Cosby scandal, they know, oh, that's the guy that, you know, he's associated with Bill Cosby now forever. Uh, because that was the helpful part of that. Yeah. He would cut off Bill Cosby at the knees, and because of that, now your family members know who he is. But Chris? Yes? Do you even have a family brother, or is this all hypothetical? I thought you were going to bring that part up during this segment. You have no family. No, I don't. But what about your chick's family? Who are they going to know? Okay. Oh, they would definitely know that Nick Kroll then. <laughs> and they'd love them some Nick Kroll. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. And uh, but also Shout out to Jeffrey Garion. <laughs> Too much tuna. If you take the subway here in New York City, the Kroll show is just plastered <laughs> on every train and every platform. See, that helps you cross over. Exactly. It's crazy. It's nothing but Kroll show. And then some people go like this, I hate the Kroll show. Why? No, all the posters. <laughs> Give the it posters are everywhere. You can watch it, though. There's the posters there for a reason. Is it in color? Yes. All shows are in color now. Now I'm going to go over to Shelby Lynn. Shelby, who's the comedian that went mainstream for you this year? Both Key and Peel went mainstream this year in a big way. Just from every video they have... Goes viral. Hold it on, I see you shaking your head. No, Fez. How come? No, I, I don't think they have gone mainstream yet. I think they're still a very niche act where they have fans that absolutely love them and adore them, but I don't think people would know Key and Peel be able to remember both names. Time Magazine just picked them as one of the most influential or famous or whatever Time Magazine does. 
they were on Fargo, like a, a drama show. They're not picking Pete Davidson to be on Fargo. Uh, not let's yet. not attack Pete. Not yet, dude. Wow. And He's did, a buddy. Did they start on Fargo? They were barely on that TV show. I know. They could have put anybody in there. I kept thinking something was going to happen. Right. Like, I guess I'm they... Like, <laughs> I go, this shit's going to get nuts with King and Peele. Why else would they be cast there? See, I'm going to go in a different direction for all of you. And this person has the real mainstream show, a show that the whole family can watch. I'm going to pick Chelsea Peretti. I think if you're uh, Fez's mom, you can sit there and watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine and enjoy it the same way that you enjoyed Barney Miller many, many years ago. And you don't mind if the kids sit down and watch. I don't know if you're going to say to the kids, Honey, Hannibal Barris is on right now, you know? They will. In my opinion, they will. They'll be like, oh, Hannibal's on TV again. Come on, everybody. I think there's too much rape material for the children to hear it. Look, we're streaming Hannibal on the TV set now. You know, they enjoy pudding, and I don't want them to know. Look, I see Shelby is standing up mad, ready to fight for Kim Peele. Wow. Are you that fired up about it, Shelby, or are you just going to give me facts? Well, they have to be included on this list. They're Every, on the list. Everybody, They're included. They have to be number one. Every Go out in the hallway. Everybody would know Key and Peele. We work next to an all-black station. Come on. (laughs) That's cheating. That's our hallway. Yes. We work next to Shade 45. God, man. (laughs) No, I'll I'll, I'll go to one of the the accounting firms. They'd know. The accounting firm he's going to go to. We have an accounting firm. You already blew it, dude. You had your shot. I'm going to throw you a fact as to what. Factoid. This is a factoid. The Key and Peele got all their heat from their time slot. Anyone in that time slot gets is gets the heat. Look, Wait a minute, hold on. This is blowing me away. Look, it's Chappelle. It's it's, it's the ten that ten thirty time slot after South Park. It's Chappelle. Then went to Mencia. Mind of Mencia. And that show, the first season, was gigantic. You know why? Because people just tune in to that time slot after South Park. It took people a while before they realized, maybe this is a Chappelle show, oddly enough. And now Key and Peele get that time slot, they blow up. It's that time slot. It's magic, I'm telling you. All you got to do is follow South Park. That's it. It's at 1030, for whatever reason, that thing is hot. The Jay Leno show was on at ten thirty two. I don't think no, but he was he wasn't on after South Park. It's at Comedy Central ten thirty Wednesday time slot. That is hot fire. I'm telling you, man. People love people love sitting for that next. I want to get my client into that time spot. That you would you want to? That's the time slot. Every clip they have on YouTube gets well over like multi million views. That's not on at ten thirty. That's yeah, on but all that the time. has nothing. That is not crossover. I mean, you can have a million fans. Judas Priest has a million fans. You know, they have platinum albums, but they didn't cross over in the way. Let's say even a Lady Gaga crosses over. We're not saying who is the best. That's not what this is about. But who went mainstream? Who is recognized by people? Could you walk through a, a mall in Iowa and get mobbed if you're with Key and Peele? That's the kind of that's the kind of question. In no way does it say that one act is better than the other. We're just saying who's had the mainstream thing happen to him. That's why I'm going with Pete Davidson. It's NBC. It's 40 years of Saturday Night Live. It's people from all over the country who camp out it's for the, tickets. It's the horse sense of the guy. Yes. That's what it is. Mashed potatoes and gravy, Ron. <laughs> all right. Well, this is, first of all, I'm glad to hear 
you guys get as fired up for this more than you have the other. Because I can't sit around and let you guys just li- listen to you guys uh, read off a list of credits. I, I, mean, I love the passion that I saw. And in passion alone, I'm giving it to Chris Stanley for the 1030 Comedy Central Thank theory. you. You know why? Because I'm right. I had never heard it before, but now that, I, now that I'm hearing it, I'll tell you this. Has Mancia's life been great since he left that spot? It's No. Tr- it certainly was a lot better when he was in that 1030 womb. I think he'd have a big show if he was doing Mancia and Peel every... <laughs> 10.30 slot, <laughs> right after South Park. John, this is going to come as something as a shock to you. You're ending your show. John, please. I'm I'm ending my show. We wouldn't be on the air. That's the Secondly, this has been the greatest 22 years of my life. And I phoned him just before the program, and I said, Leslie... It's been great. You've been great. The network has been great. But I'm retired. The late night moments of 2014. 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. And we put together this piece, the best late night moments. Now, when you say late night, the next word is always what, Fez? Television. Late night comedy. For some reason, people want comedy from 11.30 on. 6.30, if someone starts to be funny, they're like, hey, easy. Give me the news straight. Stop it's that. It's 6.30. Don't be silly. But 11.30, they're like, let's have some silly news. And that's why, of course, we have late night comedy. Here's some of the moments. Of the year, Joan Rivers returns to The Tonight Show. After 165 years, Jimmy Fallon brought her back on. Uh, Bill Murray flies into The Letterman Show. Jonah Hill apologizes on The Tonight Show. Uh, Chelsea Handler signs off from E! And many more of these stories, such as... Uh, Jay Leno signing off for the second time. David Letterman announcing his retirement. Ben Affleck accusing Bill Maher of racism. He was very angry that night. It looked like they they were going to throw hands. Jimmy Kimmel reveals the twerk um, as being a prank. Stephen Colbert saying goodbye. And John Oliver um the internet commenters. Everybody got a chance to be part of this except for two shows. Seth Myers did not make it. And another twelve thirty show didn't make it, Fez. Craig Ferguson. Fez put together this list. Wow. And is asleep by quarter after twelve every night. I mean Craig has that great sidekick, the robot or did have that great sidekick. Yes, he gave that up, Chris, as you know. I He's know. no longer doing the show. What was the date of his last show, Fez? He went off the air December 19th. 2014? 2014. Okay, well, we're going into 2015 now. You know, everything's going to be about the go-go 90s. You know, from this point on. Hammer time. 
No, it's more like Taylor Swift and whatever. Day really? Because yeah. you're wearing hammer pants today, Chris. It's throwback today, all right? It's throwback oh, New Year's. Oh, throwback New Year. Fez, what was your late night moment of the year? My late night moment was Jimmy Kimmel announcing the twerk prank where that video had gone viral, was on every local news channel. It was everywhere. People were looking at it. And it got that kind of spread before Jimmy Kimmel even announced that he had anything to do with it. Right, but was that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, I remember seeing that, and I didn't know how I felt about it. You know what I mean? Like, to to do that, it's almost like a giant fuck you to everybody from Jimmy Kimmel. Like, you're stupid. You pass this around. <laughs> and we were the ones that were passing it around. But you told us it was real, Jimmy. We believed you. You're shitting we on our We believed our internets. I just thought it was the biggest manipulation of social media by a late night host ever in the history. Well, and social media has only been around for a few years. Like, Jack Parr really never got his shot at doing the social media thing. And now you can't trust any video or Jimmy Kimmel at all. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. It's a game changer. Hmm. I think it's another evolution in late night comedy television. But I think that changes it though because now it's not late night. It's really just using YouTube for any. Most of these guys do. You know, Fez also didn't put up any Conan, and I think Conan uses the social media better than anybody else. His... It's almost like that's the social media show. Yeah. His stuff gets out there and gets out there fast. Conan playing video games in this past year, they all got really big. Like him just playing video games, not knowing what's happening. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, well, what's this? Is this a fucking mushroom? Should I get bigger? Yeah, right. Conan, you know who Mario is. You <laughs> that. that. No, I don't think he does. <laughs> if you don't play video games, they do look stupid. <laughs> But he was playing like Super Smash Brothers, and that's that's easy enough. All right, you're Yoshi, you're fucking, you're a Pokemon, whatever. You fight each other. But your first time at doing it, it takes you a while. I only play one game, What's and I that? play it over and over. Madden. Madden's and I've fun. made. Uh, let me tell you something. I've made a couple of teams really jump up in the world. The people from Buffalo would love to know how I turn that franchise around. <laughs> That's good. You pick Buffalo. You give the people well, something Well, sometimes I'll do Buffalo. I do it for a, a place that needs it. I've taken <laughs> Cleveland to the top before. I've uh, played, you know, I've done Minnesota. But I kind of, in my mind, was acting like this is also the era of Prince and the Replacements. <laughs> so I kind of turned the Twin Cities into a super cool town. You're building your own world. I think I am. See, I played Blitz 2000 or 2001, and I used the uh, Favre-led Packers. Smart. <laughs> just like a 14-year-old video game. Smart. It's great, though. Use a Favre. I mean, he could throw it up, dude. I don't see what this has to do with the late-night moments. Let's go over to our own Shelby. By the way, you can vote on all these on the Interabang.com, the Interabang.com. Shelby, what was your late-night moment? Joan Rivers coming back to the Tonight Show because after all those like guests that are sort of in the media popular, but then her coming out throwing the money down with all the history she's had was amazing. You're right, they were popular, but also I can't believe how much your delivery is like Fez. It's a sweet delivery that takes me back to a time of middle school 
where you would get up there and you would uncomfortably announce the facts of why you did something on on the country of Ethiopia. And that's why I think Ethiopia is the future of Africa. Did you watch the night that Joan Rivers came back? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Um, not only did I watch that night, was really moved, but I had the chance to talk to her about that on and off the air. And I know how much it mattered to her. The thing about Joan is she really did love show business, was crazy about it. So she said to me, I could see why Johnny wouldn't have me back on, but what the, what was Jay's problem? <laughs> and no one could figure that out because Jay didn't like Johnny either and Johnny didn't like Jay. Why did that happen that way? Did he think that was going to garner favor with Carson for someone he didn't like? I don't know. I could not begin to tell you why he never had Joan back on the air. But Joan stayed pissed at him. She should have been. I remember Joan said one time, give me one quote that Leto's done his whole time on The Tonight Show. Give me anything from his monologue. Just give me one joke that he did. She goes, you can do it with Dave, you can do it with Johnny. Give me a joke with Jace. I really felt on the spot, so I just threw some powder in her face oh, and good. turned around and ran out of the bathroom. Good. You're in the bathroom with her? Um, Chris Stanley, where's the one for you? Weird. All right, so Letterman was my formative years as a child, but as I grow into an adult... Was that my, your, your poopy time when you learned to go? Time. yeah. All right. But as I've grown into an adult, it's been two shows, The Colbert and The John Stewart. And when Colbert went on to The Daily Show to say he was leaving, that out of all this... Did you get choked up? I got choked up. I was like, man, these two guys, they, fuck, Colbert came from The Daily Show, and then he goes on, does this ridiculous character, yeah. me, immediately after The Daily Show, pulls it off and gets gigantic with it. And then his next thing is, it's Daily Show, his own show. Replacing Letterman? It was almost like this. It was almost like Colbert was saying, thank you, John. Now fuck you. Because for years, people would say, why doesn't John Stewart go and do that show? John Stewart is a replacement. And I always said this. Why would he? Why would he want to do that show when he's already doing the show that he loves to do? Because when you go to CBS, you do have to end up doing guests that you don't want to have. Uh, one of the things that happened to Conan, if you are going to believe the late night book that screwed him with NBC, is he wouldn't listen to the consultants. And the consultants would be like, you need to tame this down and smile more and you know, maybe a cooking segment, tell people that you like them. Oh. And when he wouldn't do it, NBC was like, we can't, we can't help this fucker. Can't work with him. Yeah, we can't work with him. Let's bring our JJ back and make some goddamn money. Bank it up. Um, I thought of this, and I thought that this would have been the thing that I would. This is what's always fun about playing these games. I would have seen me as the Joan Rivers type guy. Mm-hmm. And Shelby as the Ben Affleck fighting with Bill Maher guy. But we flipped on that. We went in different directions. I thought that was great TV that night. A lot of people got upset. Uh, most of them picked on getting upset with Bill Maher. Some people uh, got upset with the new Batman. But a lot of Republicans were going, hey, I can't believe it. We agree with Bill Maher. The fact of the matter is, 
Even if people vote the same way, doesn't mean that they agree on everything. I think it was healthy to show two dudes who are supposedly both progressive and fucking laid each other up a little bit. It was a great moment. I love them going back and forth. And then the, also the atheist off the earth there, caught in the middle. I thought Batman came off a little bit like an asshole. You know, I mean, I thought he, I thought he let the anger factor get to him a little bit. I don't see. I don't, I don't think he's an asshole for that. I think he was just passionate about it, and he really thought that. Look, you're, you guys are making Muslims seem. You're lumping them all together. It's all they like said that. is all Muslims are dangerous. I don't get the problem there. <laughs> That's a huge problem. Yeah, it's not like they said some Muslims were dangerous. That way, some of us would now have to go out and try to figure out which ones were dangerous. Um, which one were not. And I'm also shocked that my young tech kids, Chris and Shelby, didn't want to go back and go with John Oliver's fight. But I guess he's still the new kid, right? He's finding his legs. Those strong legs so far, but he's still finding them. Why weren't you crying when he left? He got put out there. <laughs> he only hosted for like two months. They were great two months, but come on. Do you realize what a huge mistake it was for him to leave when he did Instead of waiting and getting that next show, that's some that's some British timing. That's yeah, what I'm going to say. That's that. the timing of the fucking British, isn't it? Right. Yeah. The British are coming too soon. Those fucks. You're done. 2014, the funniest year of all years since the beginning of all time. Let's play some more of comedians that are going to break through. In 2015, let's go to Gary Goleman first. Hey, it's Gary Goleman. I think the comedian, comedian, are we supposed to put I-E-N-N-E -E at the end of women comedian? Because I'm picking a woman, and I think it's going to be Maria Bamford, because I think she's, I don't throw this word around, I think she's a genius, and the work she does is really important and really edgy. It's so personal. I'm just, uh, every time I hear her, I'm blown away and uh, inspired. She's inspired and inspiring. So, Maria Bamford. Gary Goldman, thank you very much. Maria Bamford, of course, this has also been a gigantic breakthrough year for her as well. Her name comes up constantly. Um, Let's go on to another buddy of ours. Let's see who Mr. Yanis Papas picks as the comedian that's going to break out in 2015. What's up? This is Yanis Papas. And in 2015, without a doubt, it's going to be Dan Soder's year from Denver, Colorado. Dan Soder and Nate Bargatze. It's going to be huge for Nate Bargatze, even though... Um, if you watch his comedy, you might think he had a head injury, but he's still hilarious. So those are my two picks for 2015 to blow up. Uh, I love that those picks as well. But I always think to myself, <clears throat> if you're Dan Soder, and it's so exciting to hear your name brought up, and then you hear somebody else's <laughs> name come in and suddenly have the heat, that gets stressful. When Fez has his, you know, he was all by himself out there. Let's go to Mr. Seth Herzog. Again, one of the people I think is one of the funniest people on the planet. Let's see who Seth Herzog picks as his comedian who's going to break out in 2015. Hey, this is um, Seth Herzog, and I think the comedian that's going to break out in 2015 is Rory Scovel. He's super original, um, really fun to watch, and his fan base is growing uh, exponentially. 
Thank you very much. Boy, that would be a good show with both those guys in it together. Um, do we got time for one more? Yeah, we got time for one more, yeah. Let's go to Mr. Jimmy Schubert. Jimmy Schubert. Hey, everybody. This is Jimmy Schubert. Uh, calling the Ron and Fez. Uh, it's your review. The comedian, I think, is most likely the must out this year. Uh, I got a couple. I, I think DC Benny, uh, Big J Ogerson, and myself. I think I'd like to bust out myself. <laughs> but th- those are my picks. I don't know if you can vote for yourself, but I just did. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Schubert picking Big J, DC Benny, and himself. Look, I want to point this out. We're not playing dodgeball. I'm not asking you to pick teams. One person, Shuby. <laughs> One person. Uh, all these things are up on the iBang, up on the interabang.com, and you can vote. But now we're going to get off of comedy and go to the material that comedians used. It's the big news stories of 2014, the reservoir that comedians drank from. Breaking news tonight, a Malaysia Airlines plane carrying 239 people bound for Beijing is missing. Do we even know who is this 4chan person or website? As Bill Cosby's name was in the news for a different reason. Allegations of rape and sexual assault have resurfaced against biggest news stories of 2014. Uh, This is the biggest news story of 2014. Uh, And we're going through sex, sports, and news of this. Now, is everybody voting differently, or did you just want to put it up that way, Chris? I just wanted to put it up that way. That's stupid. All right, well, let's go through this and see what you would vote for. 2014, the year the ass broke the Internet. And what do you picture that as? That's this in 2014 is when everyone became obsessed with the ass. It's been building in the years prior, but this is the year Kim Kardashian, Iggy Azalea, Jen Stelter. It's they all just dominated everything. Social media. Did you just say Jed Steinberg? I called her something that wasn't her name. Yes, I did. Yes, I... um, But none of those people are new to this year. What do you, why do you feel like it's a watershed moment? Oh, no. It's was the, it the big champagne ass thing with... Uh, it, that, was the, that was the exclamation point on the year of the ass. All right. The next part of it, celebrity porn, the fappening, the big, exciting story. All right, here's what it looked like to me if we were just going by this. A wave breaks, locks in mid-break, and rolls back out into sea. The fappening stopped being big mid-fap. It was stunning. More stuff kept coming. Like the initial fappening leak. Uh, that was Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. 24. I remember, I remember where I, on that Monday I came, too. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence? Kate Upton? Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Kirsten Dunst, Ariana Grande, like it keeps going. Right. Every giant actress slash pop star got leaked in this thing. It didn't seem real at first. I was like, this is bullshit. These are doctored. No, they weren't. They weren't doctored. (laughs) They were real. So you would have thought this is something that every 
gossipy young man, young woman in the country would like. But hours into it, people were saying anyone who looks at these pictures is an asshole and an awful person. And for the first time ever, everyone listened to that. Now you have to remember, we're 20 years plus into celebrity porn. The very first uh, Playboy in the 1950s was a Marilyn Monroe picture that he had bought from somebody else. It was basically... A pre-internet fappening. It was revenge porn back in the day. It was revenge porn back in the day. So, uh, no matter who you were going through, could be China from the WWE, <laughs> people oh. looked. You didn't, they didn't have to be big stars. But no one said, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you look at China? Everyone. Uh, Brad Pitt's cock was out one time, and it made its way around, and no one thought, oh, I shouldn't look at this. Oh, yeah. And yet, this time, Jennifer Lawrence is so beloved by not only the masses for her shitty uh, Hunger Game movies, but the critics love her for the other films. So we're this this perfect storm of protection. I'd never seen someone <coughs> that America wanted to protect like it was your sister's kid. America came around her and then saved all the other fappening pictures. And now anyone who looks at a fappening is an awful person. And, or, I think we're going to look back on this in years to come, and people are going to be blown away by it. This turned everyone on off of celebrity porn, just in general. Lena Dunham called Peter a rapist if you watched them. She shamed a lot of people. Yeah. I saw the shame before I even saw the pics. And then I just went, okay, I, I need to know what I'm being shamed about. So then I went and took a look at him. I think that's double shame then, Shelby. I think you shamed your own sense of shame. Uh, Collegiate Athlete of the Year, Duke's own Bell Knox. Big story, forgot it was even this year. Yeah, that was this year. It was earlier this year. It broke around February. And she was the girl. It first started out with... She made it was a random like anonymous post on XO Jane saying I'm a porn star at Duke University, and then she got outed, and she was on the View a couple like a couple of days later. Like she become the, this girl Bell Knox became the biggest porn star in the world just for being a freshman in a college, which is how many other porn stars there are. It is odd. I maybe it had to be the fact that it was Duke, and people obsess on Duke. Uh, in the sports world, Ray Rice and. Adrian Peterson um, make the NFL look like wife and child beaters. Gigantic story and a story that's still taking place. Ray Rice is invited back in, and I believe AP can get back in, and yet I'm not hearing about any teams going for either of them yet, right? No, no, no. Ray Rice got is reinstating the NFL, yeah. and he. No one's going anywhere near him. They said maybe the Vikings, like a, like a month ago, were like, maybe we might pick him up, but no. Why should we? No. <laughs> uh, I think they make a great backfield together. You know what I mean? Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. It'd be a great handcuff to Ray Rice. AP. Yeah, he's back. I think in April is when like it, it'll Here's officially be love. done with him. Ray Rice um, scores a touchdown, and it looks like he's knocking AP out. You know what I mean? They do a thing. <laughs> AP, Ray Rice has to lay over his <laughs> knee and just gets this little spanking. Uh, the Clippers owner, Donald Sterling, revealed to be 
a racist from his own kind of fappening phones. Nobody said you're an awful person if you listen to Donald Sterling's thing. They all just attacked him at will. Like, we're going to get you, Donald Sterling. So it was such a bizarre story when it broke where yeah. it's a black, it's his black girlfriend, much, much, much younger girlfriend. And Who pricked him. Yeah. And then he says, don't bring black people around when she's black. It was just, it was just turned your brain around to how stupid this was. And then... He gets, I guess, shamed into selling the the, the, the Clippers and makes $2 billion off of this Well, his scandal. point is, he says to his black girlfriend, don't bring black people here to see my company, which is really run by blacks. Okay? <laughs> are, we, are we up on that? Get it? <laughs> Good. Now, I'm sterling. Now get over here. It was um, bad enough, but then he mentioned Magic Johnson by name. He specifically came out with Magic Johnson's name. So, so beloved that that just was a uh, nail in the coffin. And then here is the story that turned out not to be a story at all. Michael Sam <laughs> and his makeout draft, his reality show that turned out not to be a reality show, him... Being on the Rams, off the Rams, off the Dallas, on the Dallas practice team, and then booted off a practice team. Like, you're fucking up our practices. <laughs> you forgot about the ESPY Awards somewhere in the middle of and all yeah, that. In the middle, he won the ESPY Awards for courage for eating a cake off of a white twink. <laughs> uh Every, I mean, here's the thing. If you got a problem with Johnny Manziel, Johnny Foosball, acting the fool before he plays it all, you'd also have to have a problem with Michael Sam doing this act. Uh, I no, they showed every other draft pick celebrating with their family and their rubbing and cake, their girlfriend or wife, rubbing wedding cake in each other's faces. He went a little too far, Fez. He started, as they say. Counting chickens before they roost it. And now he can't even say he's played a down in the NFL. Not a fucking down in the NFL. He and Shelby have the same amount of NFL experience. Where the hell is my SB? You ought to get one after he rubbed that cake in your face. <laughs> Um, Michael Sam has only been out for Michael Sam since the very beginning. So, so oh, the NFL did this. The homophobic NFL tried to come off non-homophobic and use this kid, and then their homophobic ways surfaced, and they got rid of him. Did the NFL make him go on TMZ of all places to announce that the NFL is anti-gay? They Sam, are anti-gay. They're not. Michael Sam is he on a team? Then I should be on a goddamn team. All right. <laughs> This is You're crazy. Gay? No, wait, I'm straight. Yeah, the Broncos, that was a bad you example. Centaur. That was the wrong example to use. They're very heated. Michael Sab is just fucking not good enough to play in the NFL. That's it. He just wants to be on television. He wants TMZ of all places. They came up to him in the airport. Does he's he not, he's not sitting there in Harvey's office going on television with them. They came up to him in the airport. They go up to everyone. No one just go flocks to TMZ to give out their statements. I would tell the, I'll tell you this as an Eagles fan. If he could get to Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't care if he had his dick out while he was doing it. <laughs> That'd help with the pissing. I am not. Days. I would not let 
any amount of homophobia that any fan had step in the way of us winning in the playoffs. And I believe even the most homophobic NFL fan feels the same way. Nothing is important as important as winning in the playoffs. Nothing is as important as a pass rush. It's just um, how it is in the NFL today. Let's go back to the next story. This is one that was so gigantic. And believe it or not, I forgot that it was this year. So did I before looking through this. And this was a story that was so big that people were actually getting phobic about it. And that was the missing Malaysian airliner that never was found. Flight 370. The conspiracy theories popped up almost immediately. I mean, I started believing them. Was it hijacked? And landed, I thought it was hijacked. Hij- landed in Afghanistan or on some island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I heard the, the one of the early conspiracy theories was CNN hijacked it and crashed it on purpose so they could just they could fill their news hours with going after this thing. Did, and people said it went to a wormhole, it disappeared, it went back in time. It was obsessive. It fucking controlled all of our lives, I feel like, for like a month. They they accused the pilot of being a political operative. My mom actually said to me, Ronnie, do you think it went in one, one of those wormholes? I go, what, a, what wormholes? You know what? Why would it suck in that and not the whole planet? <laughs> and when did you understand science? Oh, my God. Tell me if you think it went in one of those wormholes. Like, it was nonstop. It was, and, then, and then after the, trying to find the ping, pinging it in the middle of the ocean, they yeah. thought they found a ping. They didn't. Well, every ping was a breaking news story where yeah. it's like, we have found it. Yeah, it's, but the, the story that they were breaking in with was another story about them. That was 24-hour-a-day coverage. 24-hour-a-day <laughs> coverage. That would not go away. Um, let's go over here to the last story. And from a comedy point of view here at Raw Dog, the biggest story, Bill Cosby. Um, all the rape allegations come out thanks to another comedian, Hannibal Burris. Without a doubt, one of the more shocking stories of the year. What well, Now it's not what... A couple of dozen accusers, and he's getting his shows canceled, giving money back for the tickets. Universities are just going, no one want to be anywhere near him. All from a joke. All from, and this, like, the video that was uploaded, it was like a couple of months old. And apparently he's done a couple other times. And it, no, I, no one could have seen this coming. I wish that was on my channel. Yeah, right? Get those hits up. Yeah, get those hits up. Get that sweet YouTube money. <laughs> Right? Get your subscribers. Hey, YouTube, where's my money? I put up that fucking Hannibal. I'm looking at the goddamn hits right now. It just keeps going. It just Don't keeps going Don't fucking run up. from me when I, you see me walking around. You owe me some of that YouTube <laughs> fucking green. Look, Google owns you. You got the cash. All right, so you can go over and vote on these and all these other categories on the interrobang.com. But I'm going to ask you, Chris Stanley, if you had to vote, what's the biggest story of 20? 20- 14. The fapping. The fapping. Really? In the celebrity obsessed culture of our society, the fapping is the biggest. But apparently, we're not that obsessed if we've turned it down. 
but people, everyone knows what the fappening is. Everyone knows that Jennifer Lawrence had leaked pictures. Everyone knows Kate Upton had leaked pictures. By the way, I don't know if anyone beside you calls it a fappening. It's the fappening. People call it the fappening. <laughs> Have you ever run into anyone offline who said they fapped off? <laughs> That's what they titled it online. Yeah. Uh, Shelby Land, what about you? The Bill Cosby story, just the amount of people that continue to be coming out, it seems like, can this ever end? And I'm just waiting for the big finale that he finally has to make a statement on it. And what's the finale going to be for you? When will you feel like it's over? He's got to mention at least that he sort of did. If he mentions it, you want him to admit. That's (laughs) the crazy thing. The story could be over at any time. He's denied it, and people are like, he's not saying anything. I'm like, he's denied. What does he have to do for the story to be over? I think for people to really be satisfied, he has to go, okay, you got me. I did all these awful things. Then they'll be satisfied. That's the only. I think that's the only thing he can do at this point. To what if he didn't away. do it, Shelby? Well, at this many people to be coming out and to ruin a man's life who they really didn't do anything. If he truly hasn't, I mean, why would that many people come out? That would not. If I'm on a jury, and this is what the lawyer wrapped it up with, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. If this man didn't do this, how could I have all these people standing over there without any evidence of their own? Answer that riddle for me. I've got nearly a history class filled with people. 28. Another two more, and I could teach these people geography. This is all I'm saying. I don't know whether he did it or not. But neither does Shelby, but Shelby's ready to believe that he did it. And Bill Cosby, really, he doesn't have to say anything. He's worth like half a billion dollars or something. He can just go off into the ether, and no one can ever find him. That doesn't seem like a good place to go. (laughs) Ether seems like a bad term for him to use. See? Tied it all in. Fez Watley, Mm -hmm. what's your pick of the story? Michael Sam. Michael Sam, biggest story of the year. The first openly gay player ever selected in the National Football League draft. Is he a member of the NFL? No, he is not. Has he ever played a down in the NFL? No, not in a regular season game. Is That's what the NFL is. Yeah. Um, therefore, he's not an NFL player. In my opinion, he's a college player who never made the NFL. Who happens, who not only stinks but also just happens to be gay. He still made history by going in the draft. Okay, do you want that? Is that what you want? It's all I got. Is that what? I'm going to give it to you if you want to say he's in history. It's going to be the smallest part of history. He was drafted. Huh? Deemed not good enough. And if he was good enough, why would there be so many teams that didn't sign him? I'm using Shelby stuff. I forgot this story was bigger than every story that we talked about. I guarantee you we talked about it on our show more than any other. And this is what happens with these things. I even forgot to put it in here. And that is the Rob Ford crack smoking, falling, running, shitting, pissing, burping, farting mayor of Toronto. Every week it was another Rob Ford story. 
I mean, the guy, when he was talking in Patois, when that video came out, when he was talking like a Jamaican man in like a fast food place in, in Toronto, everyone laughed. Did people like Rob Ford? I don't, I don't know. I ended up liking him. <laughs> and I ended up saying thank you for all the entertainment. Because friends and I were going like, please... You're not going to be able to believe this. And I would be watching at my desk and at one point going, I hope I can get this man some help. I would love to help him because I can see he's an ill person. And I see that he needs help from fellow addicts. And the other part, just laughing until my ribs hurt. Because he is a naturally funny man. He's one of the greatest. He's the greatest political character of all time. His train wreck was done in such funny slow motion <laughs> like how did he stay in office like he was in office for a while before they finally kicked him out it's, i mean we all kind of said it it's like if it was tommy boy eight and somehow he got elected and every time his dad or, bro or brother turned on the tv he was doing something like every time david spade turned on the tv it's like what are you doing tommy boy there has never been another political comment in history that will match I get plenty of pussy at home at a news conference. Not even the funniest for me. Not even the funniest. The funniest for me is when he dropped back to throw that pass. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it, was the, it was the funniest shit I ever saw in my life. But every day he gave you something like that. He was amazing. They got that his own TV show. Yeah. And he got like a bunch of episodes out of it with him and his crazy brother. His brother's great and he's and, always there for him. And then he got on Kimmel. He went out to L.A. <laughs> Fuck, man. Rob Ford's the best. It was fantastic. I salute you, Rob Ford, for your great work in 2014. And you know, they, they, there is some truth when people say that nothing is off bounds. Because a real addiction is a really sad heartbreaking thing we've all had it somewhere in our family and yet he turned that into the funniest shit you would ever want to see sure he smokes crack but come on look but at the him. way so he fun. smokes it he's so fun when he's, he's speaking jamaican rock. he's talking about his wife's vagina <laughs> he's just going nuts he's jogging he's acting like he beats people up he was out trying to outrun cars. He was just great. There's also a time in like the Canada Assembly where he almost ran the woman over, like running to the mic. Like they actually have to tell him, hey, hey, no, no running, no running in here. He's the best of all time. Uh, so you can go vote on that on the iBank. Before we go to break here, Chris, let's listen to some more of the comedians picking out fellow comedians that they believe are going to break out in 2015 let's go to let's go to tom segura hi this is tom segura and the comedian who i think is going to break out in 2015 is joey coco diaz that guy is so underrated uh he should be a household name he he's has a you know he's a felon but a lovable one and I feel like we're really going to see big things for him coming up in uh, in 2015. He's just the funniest person you can you can be around, and uh, you should you should definitely listen to his podcast, get all his albums. He's hysterical. I think there's actually a few more. I think you're going to see the same kind of thing from Ari Shafir. Um, of course, I think Christina Pajitsky is going to blow up. I'm a little biased, but I believe that it's true. 
she has new stuff coming out that's hilarious. And a very well-known guy who I think is going to go even to another level, actually, though, is Burr, Bill Burr, who is by no means is not known. He's very well-known. But I think you're about to see him go into, like, uh, comedy superstardom uh, coming up this, this coming year. I think that's a really good prediction on the Burr part. By the way, he talks about his wife, Christina Bazinski, and I'm, I actually adore her, and we've got her as well. So let's take a listen. Hi, this is Christina Pajitsky, and uh, for the comedian that's going to break out in 2015, I think it's Jessica Kurson, K-I-R-S-O-N. Look her up on Twitter. She is the funniest human being alive, and I can't believe she hasn't broken out yet. Check her out. I love this segment, by the way. I love the fact that comedians are plugging each other, except from the case of Jimmy Schubert, who plugged himself <laughs> it's also along with others. Here goes another funny guy that things have really been popping for this past year. Let's take a listen to Kurt Metzger. Hey, this is Kurt Metzger, and a comedian that I think will break out. I mean, I don't know that they will, because they haven't. But who should break out is uh, Joe List. That guy's long overdue. And as far as I understand, he doesn't even have management. And the guy's great. I mean, it's criminal that this dude does not have more going on for him. Joe List is my hot pick of uh, 2015. <laughs> Kurt turned that into something almost bad, didn't he? Like, I think he doesn't even have management. You believe this? That'd be like me saying, I think Chris Stanley's going to go places. I don't know why he hasn't. Uh, all these podcasts that stink, what? and no. he's wearing like a dirty old shirt. And somebody told me they were sleeping under a bench last night. That's why I picked Chris Stanley, king of the shit podcast. I'm what podcast the... are you on? I'm on... High Society Radio on the MoreLikeRadio.com network. I'm on the Davy Max Sports Program on Riotcast.com, and I'm on the Watchers, which is and you can find none, on iTunes. And none of them have listeners. They have listeners. I, I get the numbers. Yeah, I get the numbers. Why don't you give them out to us all? No, well, why, why? Why not keep it a mystery? Well, you know, for humor purposes. No, <laughs> no. It is 2014, the funniest year. Of all the years since the beginning of time, I'm Ron Bennington. With me, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, and Shelby Lynn. And uh, I'm gonna, a lot of people say this at the end of the show, but I'm going to say it to Chris now. This thing is a ball. I know that you put it together. You've worked hard on it. And I love the drops that you got from those comedians. That's one of the things that makes me work the hardest, laugh the hardest. Uh, Fez, sorry that Michael Sam was not even defensible for you, but I love the fact that you're still in there for him, even though he's got nothing and doesn't deserve your love. We'll take a break. We're back with more. 2014, the funniest... 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ron and Fez's 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. The year Ron and Fez came to Raw Dog, and comedy upped its game. Never in the history of years has there been a year this funny. 
in a time that brought us Ebola. Fox News alert now, the Ebola emergency here in America. The killer virus. Spreading much faster than efforts to contain it. Civil unrest across the country. The police officers sprayed uh, or threw tear gas uh, into the crowd. And unspeakable horrors, like another Transformers movie. What? You can't help him. I have to, Jesse. He came back for us. The Ron and Fez show salutes those who made us laugh at those things. XM Raw Dog Comedy Hits 99 and Ron and Fez proudly present a look at the past 365 days of comedy with 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. You know, our announcer reminds me so much of Andy from Cleveland. I can't get over it, but it is 2014. The funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. If you like to follow along on the Interabang, we've got most of these categories written out on the iBang, including kind of my favorite parts of this. It's the people who are going to have big years in 2015. This is comics picking comics. Let's go over to Vic Henley. Vic Henley, and see who Vic Henley thinks is going to be a, the breakout comedian of 2015. Hey, it's Vic Henley, and I believe the 2015 breakout comedian is going to be an old, old dinosaur friend of mine by the name of D.C. Benny. He was on Last Comic Standing last season. He got a lot of good heat off that. He's hilariously funny. He's completely different because... Uh, he tells stories, and not a lot of guys do that. So he can do characters. He does stories. It's not necessarily set up punchline. Funny, funny dude. Great, great veteran. And, uh, and and maybe like Tom Cotter a few years ago that busted out on America's Got Talent. Hopefully one of those. Uh, how long have you been doing this? The old 25-year overnight sensation success story. So uh, I'm saying DC Benny 2015. Go hear him. Go hear him tell some stories. And who knows, you might see me on the show with him. Uh, here's another guy, J.B. Smoove. Who do you think J.B. Smoove is going to feel is going to kick out big in 2015? Hey, it's J.B. Smoove. Here's who I think is going to pop this year. You know, sometimes you got to go with the underdog, man, the cat who's coming from left field. I'm going to go with my man, Little Rail. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this young cat uh, uh, some shine right now. Uh, he opened up for me on my special. I seen the cat when in Chicago when he was coming up. I'm gonna say Little Rail. I'm gonna get this guy. I'm gonna get this guy his uh, his checkpoint. I call it a checkpoint. Cause we we all need a checkpoint, you know. So uh, Little Rail, man, do your thing, baby. Have a good next year. Cause it's gonna happen, baby. Cause JB Smooth already threw it out to the universe. Uh, congratulations. I'm gonna say congrats right now because it's gonna happen, brother. And um, thank me later. Peace. Uh, let's see who Dan Soder grabs as his 2015 breakout star of the year. Hey, what's up? This is Dan Soder. And just like I called Joe List winning the Highlander, I'm calling Joe List to have the breakout year of 2015. Um, easily one of the funniest guys in New York right now. He's hilarious. Every joke has about 35 punchlines in it. He writes more punchlines than, than he does nervously blink, which if you've ever seen him face-to-face, you know that's a lot. And also, just to head to my bets, I'm also going to say Big J. Could be a big year for Big J. I've got personal investment in the boy, so I'd like to see him do well. But those are my two breakout uh, comics of 2015. And thanks, Ron and Fez. Thanks for good, being good to us silly people. 
Uh, well, you're welcome, Dan Soder. And since you picked Joe List and Big J Okerson, I'm sure Big J Okerson will pick Joe List and Dan Soder. Hey, this is Big J Okerson, and the comic guy I think is going to break out in 2015 is Nate Bargatze. Nate Bargatze is a good friend of mine, one of the most hilarious people I know. He's uh, been on The Tonight Show a whole bunch of times, and I just went to the taping of his first hour special on Comedy Central. And I think uh, he's the only person I know who's squeaky clean and uh, at the same time just undeniably hilarious uh, straight across the board. Uh, very unique talent. And I think 2015 is going to be his year. You know what? Uh, I think Big J might be onto something there. I mean, it's sad that he stabbed Soder in the back, but uh, everybody talks about Nate. It is the 2014, the funniest year of all the years in the history of the world. Uh, Chris Stanley, what's the next big topic we have to pick? The next big topic is comedy movies. Comedy movies, you can go over and check this out on the iBang and vote. Also, check out Booker's Pick the Best Stand-Up of 2014. That's another one of the things that I found to be incredibly exciting. But movies of the year... What are you wearing? What are you doing? We're throwing a Robert De Niro party. Who are you? Oh, I'm uh, Sam Jackson, you know, from Jackie Brown. Hoo-ah! My favorite comedy movie is The Interview, only because no one will ever get to say otherwise. Uh, what what uh, what makes the tops here? Uh, they came together. Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel, Chef, Top Five, Neighbors, Skeleton Twins, The Trip, and The Interview. Wow, that's a lot for the best of 2014. What do you pick for yourself? I pick Grand Budapest Hotel. Stuff not to pick a West Anderson, isn't it? And, and like going into it, I, did, I I knew it was gonna be good. It was West. It's Wes Anderson. But Ray Fiennes is so funny in this movie. I just I couldn't. I lost my shit. Every, every, everything came out of his mouth. Was, you actually shit. There was it came out of me. Okay, it came out. I was like Rafe, you're the man. Uh, Shelby, what are you picking? The trip goes to Italy. It's the sequel to the first trip, and I could just watch those guys just do impressions back and forth. I agree with you, but I didn't laugh as much as I did as the trip, the initial trip. I didn't either, but it was still they're they're so good and work so well together that it just it slays me. Fuzzy, what about for you? I'm going with the Skeleton Twins. I think Breakout for Bill Hader. It got so many compliments. Kristen Wiig. You knew they were going to be great together because they always were on Saturday Night Live. Can I ask you a question, though? Uh-huh. Do you really consider this a comedy? Even though I agree with you that everything that you said I agree with, except for one thing. Is it a comedy? I think it's a comedy. I think it's dark, but I, I, I believe it's a comedy. It's... I thought it was much more straight than being a comedy. I thought it was, I thought, quite frankly, it was sad. 
Sad to slightly heartbreaking. And believe me, I felt like the life was sucked out of me. Did you see this by yourself or in the screening room, Fess? I haven't seen this. What do you? How would you know that it's a comedy or not? <laughs> because I know you interviewed Bill Hader on Unmasked. I've seen plenty of previews. You told me it was maybe too sad for me to go see. But then why would you think that's a comedy if it's too sad for you to go see? Oh, yeah, I know why I told you not to see it now. It's about a depressed guy and his depressed sister who end up with really, like, no one in the world but each other. Oh, no. And I'm like... And what? he's gay, right? Yeah, he's... Gay. <sighs> this is really your story with you and your sister. It had some funny moments, but the darker moments just kind of overshadowed those a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, uh, and I agree with that too. I mean, it, there are scenes that are very, very funny, but maybe it was just because I was thinking of Fez and his sister. But he actually is recommending a movie that I recommended for him not to see. This is Dirty Pool. Now, by the way, everyone else who isn't gay and moving in with their sister and depressed and suicidal, you guys can see it. It'll be fine for you. Enjoy. Um, skeleton List. I guess a comedy. I thought we took Birdman off because it wasn't completely a comedy, too. And now I would have said the same thing about Skeleton Twins. I thought Skeleton Twins was going to do a lot better in the award season, too. I mean, Bill Hader was amazing in it. Amazing. Now I kind of feel bad for him. I forgot, like, I wasn't even paying attention, like, oh, this is Bill Hader by the end of it. I was really believing this is a depressed gay guy. Yeah, you lose your focus pretty easy, don't you? You probably thought that you were literally living in that world. I was surprised they came together didn't do better in the awards season. Paul Rudd was awesome in it. And that's really, that was it was almost like Wet Hot American Summer, but they grew up because it was a lot of the same cast. David you know Wayne. what was funny? Nobody went to see that. I know. I saw it. Um, I kind of agreed with you, although it kind of, you know, that old Mel Brooks thing, I don't know if it works as much for me where things happen over and over. Like that, the First, never like, happened. 15 minutes, I was losing my shit. Like, this is amazing. It, I felt it peered out a little bit. I thought it came back together at the end. But I thought it's 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 a great comedy. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed it, too. But I got to admit that, you know, let's make fun of movies. It, it starts to wind me down. Chef, uh, I think, is a terrific movie. I don't know if I'd call it a complete comedy either. I, I still think you got to pick the interview just because it'll, it'll never be seen. Anyone who sees this will get killed by a North Korean. It hits out. They yeah. put it out. Yeah. It's terrible. Anybody that watches that. Um, you go to a North Korea. Either they kill you or they bring you to a North Korea work camp where you Did you rocks. see Chef? No, I did not see Chef. Any of you guys? No. I really liked it. But it isn't a, com a comedy like ha-ha comedy. It's like a warm, you know... One more thing about middle-aged again. Most good movies are like, I'm middle-aged and my life didn't work out. <laughs> now I have to find happiness in what I'm doing now. Now I got to go out. <laughs> Me and a friend are going to go all around the vineyards and fucking drink wine. Uh, it is a the year-end wrap-up. 2014, the funniest year 
of all the years. You can go over to the Interabang and vote on some of this. Also great stuff to see, like I brought up, the bookers give out the best of 2014, the best things that happened at all the clubs around the country in 2014. There's also the timeline piece as you put this together, you went over everything that happened in comedy over the past year. Every detail, and it really was quite a year in comedy. There is a lot of stuff there as you're following through the months. Comedy slash tragedy. I mean, we lost a ton of great people. Why don't you give us um, some of the things that happened this year and see if we can all remember the month. All right, David Letterman announces his retirement uh, from the late, late, or uh, the late show. All right, uh, everyone, just write down when they think it happened. Okay. I think I've got mine. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say June. Chris, I said May. Shelby, July. That was early April. Really, April third. Letterman announced that. You realize you just said April third. Oh, I didn't uh, mean to do that. All up on the timeline. Go over and read this on the interrobang.com. Um, Hannibal Burris makes his rapist joke about Bill Cosby setting off just the firestorm. See, this is a cheat because I know for a fact that he did it two months before it came out. I believe it was talked about, I'll say October 30th. But like I heard, it was two months old. Chris, I was going to say early November. Uh, Shelby, was this September? It was mid October, October sixteenth. That makes me the close winner. And again, that's only when the it video got, got picked up by people. Before that, it would happen two months before. Somebody even told me it hung around online two months before. And finally, you know, it just kind of went viral then. But that's the problem with the timeline. We got to know what exactly we're looking at. The timeline all up on the interrobang.com. You want to see it for the year in comedy. Chris Stanley, give us the next category web series, podcasts, and social media. They're all jammed into one thing digital media. Mm, I see. Digital media in the comedy world. Can I ask you a question? Sure. In the podcast, uh-huh. would you per- prohibit a smodcast? I would not prohibit a smodcast. So it would go in with it, or is that a different category? No, no, that's in the podcast. It's a cast. But this one is a smodcast. Yeah, it's smod. It's a subsidiary of the pod. Okay. Or subgenre. Not sure which is which. Uh, it was a pretty cool year. Uh, I'd like to talk about first is Too Many Cooks from Adult Swim. Do you remember when this blew up? Love on that thing. This was so amazing. Now, it aired on television, but no one saw it until it went online. You know what? I would actually might even think about putting that out as my favorite movie of the year. Because <laughs> it was pretty long. It was 12 minutes long. Yeah. It took them months to make. To write the song, get all the actors. There's dozens of people. Oh, I felt in it. like I was having a breakdown while I was watching it. <laughs> it's even. crazy. Too many cooks was so goddamn fun when I was watching that. And Adult Swim's nuts. They just aired it at like four in the morning, and when you looked under your TV guide, it just said fucking infomercial. It wasn't even like it wasn't even planned programming. Smart. It's very smart. It's brilliant. Too many cooks was just so great. Next. Next. Uh, high maintenance on Vimeo. High maintenance was Vimeo's first. Uh, it's their first web series, basically, mm-hmm. and they're 
And uh, it's about a guy who has no name. He just rolls around the city selling weed to people. And it's Vimeo's like first foray into becoming like a Netflix or a YouTube with original programming. All right. I've never seen this. And unlike Fez, I can't vote for something I haven't seen. <laughs> I would consider that horrible. It's funny stuff. And it has great uh, guest stars like Mr. Hannibal Burris, who showed up in the timeline. And then uh, and more in the podcast news, the launching of the Wolf Pop Network. Now, Earwolf is the big uh, big podcasting network with Comedy Bang Bang. That's how you know Earwolf from. Wolf Pop is their new one from Paul Shear, And that just launched later in this year. And it's focusing on comedy and pop culture. Okay. And that's going to be big. And then Star Talk Radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson, with our friend Eugene Merman as the Star Talk. But you, we have a category where Star Talk competes against that long weird. Too many video. cooks. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make it's sense. It's part of digital media. This doesn't make sense to me, Fed. It's all part of the digital media. And Shelby has some social media. The between two ferns with. Love it. Barack Obama was insane. Insanely funny, and then I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I actually viewed it the first time. I honestly thought it was a an actor first time I looked at I it. I saw the headline, like, Obama on Between Two Firms. No, no, this, oh, this is going to be hysterical because right, Galvanakis. So what would uh, Between Two Firms be considered in this? Web series. A web series. A web okay. series. They did win an Emmy, though, so this whole thing is just confusing. It's fucking confusing. It's a really good point. How can something that's a web series win an Emmy? Sort of like when, you know, a comedy special goes up against the Oscars ceremony at the Emmys in the awards category. And they always win. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll be like, well, your show got beat by, your show that's been on 30 weeks out of the year got beat by something that was on one night. <laughs> Damn it! They must be so pissed when I that should happens. be shorter! There's also the Nathan For You dumb Starbucks that just went not only like on the internet and every news source worldwide, national network, it just fooled everybody completely when he opened a fake Starbucks restaurant. And, and see, I would put this under dull pranks. Alright, is that all the things that are up? There's also uh, This Is Not Happening, that Ari Shafir that's now actually going to Comedy Central that was on YouTube where there's like great comedians coming on in a strip club and they have to tell just some crazy story that happened to them. Like I know uh, Big J was on it, David Koechner, Joe Rogan. Uh, it's really showing how like things that are online can Is this going to go TV. on TV with Ari? Yes. As a producer January. and host? Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, buddy. And then cancel Colbert, that hashtag that just blew up for Colbert, sort of in a good way and in a bad way, that it got up a lot of attention, but it was uh, accusing him of racism, even though... But he, then the show did get canceled. Yeah. Look who's not so smart anymore, Colbert. Not so smart. So we just gave a hashtag uh, a nomination here. It was a social media moment. It's ridiculous. This fucking, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I would love to pull this. And that's it? And that's it. Where's Teacher's Lounge? I'm adding Teacher's Lounge myself. Okay. Right now. Teacher's Lounge goes into that. 
because late entry teachers lounge. Yeah, and because you guys tried to disrespect it, my vote goes to teachers lounge. Which, but I was just watching last night for fun, sitting there. I guess out of all the characters, which one, at least on YouTube, looks like it's got the most tremendous amount of watches? What would you say out of all the people, all the comics have done the show? Uh, David Tell. Alec Baldwin. Michael Che. Well, only obviously you don't watch since Michael Vo- Alec Baldwin he's is a voice. voice. He's always the voice, I know. But I thought people would tune in to hear the voice. That you realize when you go to YouTube, it's it's up by the guest star that week, yeah. and at no point does it ever say the voice. It looked like, according to YouTube, by far Jim Gaffigan. People wow. love the Jim Gaffigan. What do you pick as your favorite social media web series podcast? Podcast digital media. Uh, for digital media, I'm giving it to Between Two Ferns. I don't think you get any bigger than booking the president on a web series podcast social media moment. Sounds like somebody is stealing from uh, Shelby. Shelby, you've got to move on then. Fez took the one that you took earlier. I would go with This Is Not Happening to be able to tra- – like, it's a great, like hilarious web series. And now being put on TV, I can't wait for it. It's too many cooks. Too many cooks. It was too weird, too crazy, too out of nowhere to not be my favorite thing. Your chance to go over and vote. Go to the interabang.com, the interabang.com to be all part of this. We also have some more breakout stars or breakout stars from our comedian friends. Let's uh, take a listen to some of these. Let's go to, well, Shelby was just bringing them up. Have we done Ari Shafir yet? No, we have Let's not. Let's do Ari Shafir. Hey, this is Ari Shafir, and the comedian I think is going to break out in 2015. Well, first, got to say Dick J. It's a crime. More people don't know him, and the crime is that he's horrible at promotion. But um, beyond him, um, I'd say Miss Pat. you got to look at Miss Pat. Hilarious black comic from Indianapolis. She's going to be all over this year. I'm going to start listening to Ari Shafir since he's selling stuff to Comedy Central. Uh, Let's go to the very funny and incredibly famous Reggie Watts. Hey, this is Reggie Watts, and I believe the breakout comedian of 2015 for me is going to be Kate Berlant because she's brilliant and sincere and completely unpredictable. Uh, let's go and try Joe List. Joe List. See who his breakout of 2015 is. Hey, this is Joe List, and the comedian I think is going to break out in 2015 is Sarah Talabash, because she's hilarious, and she's wonderful, and she's been at it a long time. She deserves it, and she's sitting right next to me right now. You know, it's interesting how many of these guys are picking women. You know, you always used to hear about these misogynistic comics, but there's a generation of comedian out, uh, comedians out there who like female comics or comedians, as Fez calls them back in the South. Um, let's go to the very beautiful, funny, and talented Jenny McCarthy. Who does she pick as the breakout comic of 2015? Hey, this is Jenny McCarthy from Dirty Sexy Funny, and I think the standout comedian of the year of 2015 will be April Macy. 
She's been on our tour at Dirty Sexy Funny, and without a doubt, she's been hitting a home run in every theater we go to. She's the bomb. Uh, the one and only Todd Glass. I hope you're recording this call because I want the people that are listening to know that you are trying to coerce me into who I think is going to break out. I will not say anybody else. I think this is my year, and I quite frankly don't think anybody else is going to break out. Nobody. There's nobody. And I hate to say it because I'm a big fan of comedy, and I think this is a great year. There's a lot of new, funny people. It's very exciting. Uh, comedy is awesome right now. It's only going to get better. And uh, But this year, I think it's my year. And maybe if I had to say somebody else, hmm, Whitmer Thomas, funny guy, works out of Los Angeles, just worked with him in Chicago, and uh, he's just, you know, you can tell sometimes people are funny in their bones. That's my way I like to say it. The truth is, who's going to break out? There's so many, like, that I see lately, like, that I don't even know all their names. I happen to know Whitmer Thomas's name because uh, I've known him for a little while. But there's, like, a ton of new guys that are, like, Ian Carmel, guys like that, Rob Gleason, that are just uh, funny, they're productive, they know what they're doing, they're out here, and they're not fucking around. And um, I think there's going to be a a few this year. Uh, Very, very funny stuff. Uh, The great thing about the fact when you ask the question to Todd Glass... He will take as much time as he needs before he answers it. Yeah. It was a very hostile phone call at yeah. first. Uh, yeah, it started bad. <laughs> How dare you? Um, there is, of course, uh, up on the iBang Immemorial. We lost so many great comics this year that it started to get numbing. Uh, three people who had done Unmasked passed away this year. Three. Three hours of Unmasked have, have, are gone now, those people. And there's two more that, quite frankly, don't look well to me. I'm a little worried about them. Oh, boy. I'm sending grapefruit. Good. Citrus Good. is the only thing you need. It's very healthy a lot of fruit. Citrus. And especially the grapefruit, very yeah. healthy. Yeah. And I just sent like an orange over. That's how I got rid of my appendicitis. What, really? Yeah. Pink grapefruit. Get yeah. pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we lost some great comics. Um, of course, David Brenner. We ended up doing that uh, show on him and uh, our friend Otto Peterson of Otto and George. That was like a kick in the stomach to to lose him. Uh Tim Wilson, um, really one of the early guys that I ever met in comedy, and just was always so fond of him, and just thought he was just a, a just an incredibly talented guy. Um, you know, you look at Sid Caesar, who if he would have died, at, you know, at his peak, it would have been like we lost a president. That's how popular he was. Harold Ramis. Uh, John Panette, another comic who, quite frankly, is one of the funniest people I ever saw work on stage. Uh, Mike Nichols, who has an act that was so funny. Nichols and May were so funny that I still don't think I understand it all. It's over my head. It's that clever. 
uh, Robin Williams, which to a generation of us was uh, what we would have considered the luckiest man alive. And when he died, it was it it, it felt like uh, and particularly in the way that he died, it just felt like um, we weren't sure of anything there for a little while. I just read a, a piece that his kids came out and talked about him again and how much he meant and how great their relationship was with him. And you're like, if he had that and he had the fame and the money, what is this depression thing that we can't pop? How's something exist that's so dark and scary? And then, of course, Joan Rivers, who we absolutely adored, one of my favorite Unmasked of all time, one of my favorite people of all time, and uh, that's one that I, I, I'm just still angry, still angry like something that can happen. So different pieces have been written up by different uh, comedians um, on some of these folks, um, but head on over to the com for that, the com. Really, really, uh, it's some amazing stuff. I mean, you can look at some people, uh, like Mike Nichols, where I'd read that, and you're like, "What? who wouldn't trade a life with Mike Nichols? He had just an extraordinary life. And again, one of those people that can show you, you start out trying to be funny and tell jokes, and Lord knows where you can go with it. Um are we ready for Comedian of the Year? Yeah, we are. Well, before we get to that, we should probably run over to, uh, run back to all the categories that are up that we're doing voting for. It's up on the Interabang. Up on the Interabang. You vote. Um, and on Comedian of the Year, one of the people who leaves, uh, uh, who leaves a comment, We've got such a great prize for you. It is Scrooged on DVD, and it's signed by so many people in the cast. It's signed by the writer of the movie, Mitch Glazer, Karen Allen, Alfre Woodard, Bobcat Goldthwait, David Johansson, Joel Murray, and the star of the movie, Bill Murray. His signature's right at the top of that DVD. Um... Yeah, that's a phenomenal prize. And all for voting on the next category, which is Comedian of the Year. Only one comedian can be the Comedian of the Year. In 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. And your Comedian of the Year nominees are... get this one started off if you looked at the year bill burr has had uh particularly with his big special but the fact that now he's at the point where where whatever he said is now dissected by people all over the internet on the internet it reminds you where louis ck was a couple years ago pat noswald was a couple years ago and i believe bill burr has moved into that category uh chris give us another nominee oh mr russell peters who's had a gigantic year this year selling out madison square garden 
Well, every year is a gigantic <laughs> year for Russell Peters. Uh, yes, he sells... Uh, Sold out Madison Square Garden. He also was on TV, last comic standing, a couple times a week, all summer. And he is the one really true international comedian. I mean, he, he sells out here. He sells out in the Middle East. He sells out in Asia, Canada, Europe. Sells out all over the place. Shelby, give me one. You can't forget about Dave Chappelle as... The comedian of the year, if we're talking about selling out venues, he sold out Radio City nine times. That's that's insane. I don't think anybody else could do that. Um, that's what, 45,000 seats in nine shows. Here's another thing about Dave Chappelle. And if you go over and look at the bookers picking out the biggest um, comedians that had an impact in their clubs... If Dave Chappelle shows up someplace, right? Yeah. And he will. The places, you know, that are just out in the sticks that he shows up. All the comedians come running. The radio stations start reporting it. I mean, how many comedians pull off that kind of buzz that if they show up somewhere, everybody's still talking about it six months later? So you ask them about their club, and you're like... Well, Dave Chappelle was here, so what's that tell you? We're doing pretty well for ourselves. Fez, give us one of your uh, Comedians of the Year. Hannibal Burris. Besides having a huge year with his special live in Chicago, and I think he's got like a dozen other projects in the works, this man actually changed the course of comedy history this year when he did his rapist joke about Bill Cosby. Yeah, it, was, it was the biggest line of the year, that's for sure. Biggest line of the year and changed the way people view Bill Cosby. Even though the information was out before, no one has reacted like this. Spellman has asked Mr. Cosby to step down. Hannibal Barris has to be on. You are comedian of the year list. Chris, give us another one. Aziz Ansari. Russell Peters sold at Madison Square Garden. Aziz sold it out two nights. He won Variety's Power of Comedy Award. Park and, and Parks and Recs was uh, wrapped up with him. I mean, he's had, he's been He huge. sold out the main room, the yeah. arena? Yeah. Two nights in a row? Yeah. Aziz is gigantic. That's phenomenal. <laughs> That's a good that year for phenomenal. Mr. Ansari. Uh, Aziz, incredibly big comic. Uh, and lastly, but not least, uh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, which in some ways it almost feels like this is one year too early because we, we expect the movie to come out. <laughs> but, you know, the Oddball Tour, the uh, TV show, which is just killer that she yeah. does. It's an amazing show. And we're at the point where now she's like the must-see person if she does The Tonight Show or Letterman. Like, I don't always know which show I'm going to watch, but if Amy's doing one of those shows, people will say, hey, make sure you record tonight or watch. Amy's on. And like we said, she just does this big movie this year, which uh, Fez brought up Bill Hader uh, earlier, Bill Hader told me that Amy's going to blow everybody away in this. So it may be one year too, too early, 
or maybe she wins it back-to-back. All up on the Interabang, your pick for Comedian of the Year. And it's a tough call. That's a great lineup. Uh, you can go vote on the Interabang. Get your opportunity to win a prize that's just phenomenal. Um, Scrooged, signed by the cast, including Bill Murray. Uh, a collector's item like you've never, you know, had before. Um, Fez, if you had to pick right now, Comedian of the Year. Mm-hmm. Don't even overthink it. Okay. It's not official. You're just one of many votes. Right. Go after Shelby. Shelby, who do you pick Comedian of the Year? Hannibal Burris. For that line. Just amazing. And every he's sort of getting like picked up when like he makes a little YouTube video. You'll see it on like... A lot of different sites. He's and he like lied about getting his own TV show that went everywhere. He's he's really gonna blow up, and this was his year. Fez Watley, don't even think about it. I'm not thinking. Just lock in, right? But first, Chris Stanley. Oh, what do you got? Amy Schumer. Whoa! Amy Schumer is the comedian of the year, based the, on the TV show and the movie coming out. The TV show. What about the stand-up? It's really about stand-up of the year. Her stand-up is amazing. The TV show is, I feel like TV show, it's like its like the Chappelle show, where Chappelle show was in the second season. The next season will be fucking even more gigantic. She's just in this spot where it's white hot. So you almost see her where Chappelle was years ago. Yeah. You think she'll walk off? I don't think she'll go back to, I'm not going to guess Africa. No, girl Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's behind the red door. Fez Watley, you've held out long enough. Yes. Comedian of the Year. Dave Chappelle. It's Dave Chappelle. That run at Radio City Music Hall, that is stand-up right there. That is sold-out shows night after night after night in one of the biggest and most famous venues. It's Dave Chappelle. We all agree Comedian of the Year is going to be Bill Burr. Now, you get to vote. Go over to the Interabang. Vote. Leave a comment. And one of those commenters is going to win the signed pieces of, uh, it's the DVD that Fez has put together of Scrooge. But Fez, go over the list of all the things people can vote on. You can vote on comedy movie. We talked about that. Television comedy. The digital comedy going on out there. The albums. The uh, Also... The uh, comedian who went mainstream in 2014. All of those are there on the Interabank. You can leave your comments there. And also vote. Your chance to vote for each and every one of these. Uh, Chris Stanley? Yes. You're the executive producer of this show. It went awful. Oh, yet I thought I was going to be a You compliment. tried. That's the beauty of it. You tried. It's a major failure. See, I, that feels like shit. Shelby, anything you want to say before we move on? Yeah. Thank you, Shelby. Good work. That was fantastic. Part of the course. You know what it seems like? You're built for radio, big man. Uh, I think one of the most interesting things up on the Interabang is what the club owners and bookers were saying was the best moment of 2014. Uh, I've never seen those names come together in one article before, and I think it says big things about not only what's happening in comedy, but what's going to be happening on the Interabang 
in 2015, what's going to be happening on Raw Dog in 2015, and what's going to be happening on the Ron and Fez show in 2015. 2014, an amazing year. 2014, the funniest year of all the years in the history of the world. And I'm predicting this today. What? 2015 kicks its ass. Whoa. Boom. But this is the funniest year. Old Lang Syne, everybody. Have a great 2015. Screw you, 2014. You're dead to me. I got no more time for you. I'm tired of being treated like a bitch for you. I'm going out big time. 2015. Have a safe New Year's, everybody. Fez's 2014, the funniest year of all the years since the beginning of time. It'll be available on demand on the SiriusXM app or at SiriusXM.com slash on demand. This has been an exclusive SiriusXM production. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends.